0: All of us felt a certain way, but what do y'all want to do about it?
1: 30 for 30 podcasts presented by mini
2: available now in the ESPN app and Apple podcasts.
3: The following is another ESPN sports presentation. Central Nebraska's ESPN radio superstation
2: presents high school football. Blue Hills ready to go on second down and eight. Rouse to the left this time follows his block has a hole 40, 30, 20. This ball game is over. Blue Hills headed to state touchdown. John Rouse from 42 yards away.
3: Today, it's live coverage of the Nebraska State Championship from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. High School Football on
2: ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Stalbert comes in as an extra blocking bat. They try Mazner up the middle. He's got a big hole, 35, 40, cuts outside. If he's got the speed, he can go 40, 30. Miko Mazner has put this football game away for the Bearcats.
3: Over the final two days of the season, six programs will hoist a state title trophy. And you can hear every game right here on your ESPN Superstation. It's time to crown the next state champion, but first the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Memorial in Lincoln right after this word with New Tech Seed.
2: and good evening everyone from memorial stadium in lincoln it is time for continuing coverage of the 2017 state high school football championships as we get ready for game number three in the class b state championship contest it is the dukes of york and the skyhawks of omaha scutt with our producer engineer jeff ekstrom and larry baker i'm doug duda glad to have you along with us and we are ready to see Uh, We'll put it out there. A couple of the good guys that coach out there, one from the local scene in a Glenn Snodgrass, uh, who I've known for a long, long time since his playing days at North Loop Scotia, of course, longtime coach at Overton, led them to a state championship. So he has won a state championship as a player and a coach. Now he's trying to pick up another one in Class B, and then he got Matt Turman, uh, who many people first became aware of when he was a, the third-string quarterback for Nebraska in the game that he managed against Kansas State in a national championship type of year, and then went on and has done some really good things here uh, at Omaha, Scut. and the only time that York, uh, had Glenn Snodgrass, had been at State four years ago, they played. Scut in the championship and that was all Scut by a score of a 30 to nothing really laying it on there in the second half of putting that football game away but larry you look here uh this is a little bit different situation and really uh i'm guessing hardly anybody in the state would have picked both of these teams here today it was for 13 weeks gretna
4: and elkhorn south and those two teams were knocked off by these two teams last week Well, yeah, and you're getting, uh, you know, avenging losses, in a sense, by them, uh, these two teams. That was the big surprise coming out of last week, Doug. But when you say it's a little bit different, one of the reasons it is, is when Glenn Snodgrass got to York, it was without question the worst Class B program in the state of Nebraska – they had consecutive winless seasons. It was a complete mess. The equipment was bad, and, and, and I really mean that. Glenn came in and cleaned it up, and four years ago, he takes them to the state finals. It was incredibly improbable. The program hadn't done it, so they came into the game and spit the bit. Many turnovers right away uh, in that game turned into kind of a mess, and, and Scott went away. Here's where things are different. This York football team, Doug, is really good. They're afraid of nothing. They've been here. They've been doing lots of winning. So everything within that program is different. So York, the Dukes come in here ready to roll. Scott Catholic, clearly, uh, uh, we we know the history in that program. They've won three state championships. They've also been the state runner-up twice. So this will be a fantastic football game, and I really think what we're going to get treated to tonight on the York side is maybe the best player in the state in any class being Garrett Snodgrass.
2: Well, you've got some Division One kids up there. Masary Mapu, of course, uh, committed to Nebraska, and uh, you have got uh, Omaha Scott with some outstanding athletes out there, uh, some names we've heard from a variety of uh, competitions and athletics out there. When we take a look, and we remind you you're listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on ESPN Radio. When you take a look at the matchup tonight, what do you see?
4: Well, I think the key for – clearly it's always the same key if if you're York playing Scut. You're going to get an an extremely uh, fundamentally sound team out of uh, Omaha Scut. They're not going to make a lot of mistakes to hurt themselves. But I think the matchup is Omaha Scut being able to keep an eye on on where Garrett Snodgrass, number 34, is, Doug. They line him up in a different position on every single play. Let me just give you an idea of what that means. He's got 2,436 total yards on the year, does Garrett Snodgrass. Well, it's the way they came. It's it's not that he's a 2,000-yard rusher. He's rushed the ball for 1,331 yards. He's caught the ball for 421 yards, and he plays a ton of quarterback. 684 passing yards on the year, 26 total touchdowns. This is an offense that's put over 5,000 yards up this year, Doug, and scored 435 points. Omaha Scott Catholic has to find a way to keep Garrett Snodgrass in their crosshairs and not let that guy get lost.
2: Well, for York, they were beaten in the first round of the state playoffs last year, two years ago. They beat Ron Colley, and then a great battle with Elkhorn South in the state quarterfinals where they fell 10-7. to the uh, magical time, really, for York was, as Larry was talking about, turning around one of the two most beleaguered programs. Nebraska City has had their theirs, and we hate to point, but that's just the way it is. Uh, they weren't winning games, and they were getting 35. And, and then they come in, and just a couple of years into the system, uh, they go out to Scott's Bluff, the 16 versus the 1. The first time that has been ha- that, that has been done, and they beat Scott's Bluff and then uh, lost to Elkhorn by 3. And the next year was when they made that run to the state championship, beating Scott's Bluff, beating Ralston in overtime, beating Gretna, and then falling to uh, Omaha Scott. Of course, Omaha Scott on the other side. And again, one thing that we will probably talk about as this game moves along, Class B is going to look so much different after this year uh, because – of the very few number of teams that you're going to have with the reorganization of uh, the classes and the numbers and all that. Can you say this is the last true class B state championship for a while?
4: Well, I think so, at least for two years, because they'll redo things um, and, and it will get redone. But if you're McCook, York, Omaha, Scott, you are so excited. Aurora's no longer class B. Um, Elkhorn South no longer Class B. Gretna no longer Class B. The landscape has changed, Doug. So these two teams could be right back here. McCook will have a lot to say about that, but these two teams, very well, this is what we could start to see and be. Well, we'll take
2: a look at the starting lineups and continue to get you ready for the Class B State Championship game. Omaha, to New York, right after this on KXPN, Kearney, KICS, Hastings, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug to Larry Baker back with you here at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. Let's go ahead and take a look at the starting lineup for today's Class B state football championship game. And we will start with the Skyhawks of Omaha Scut. Here's how their eleven member offensive unit will look. Starting at center, number seventy-eight, a six foot two hundred thirty-pound senior Andrew Blyle. At the guards, number 51, a 6'1, 230 pound senior, Ben Altman. And number 62, a 5'11, 250 pound junior, Sam Heffron. At the tackles, number 71, 6'1, 250 pound senior, Kyle Ruby. And number 74, 6'4, 250 pound sophomore, in Blake Anderson. The tight end is number 20, 6'2, 185 pound senior, in Austin Ash. Wide receiver, number 1, 5'9, 150 pound senior, J.D. Darrow. And number 18, 6'1", 160-pound senior, Jackson Gordon. You take a look at what's going on in the backfield. The fullback is number 49, 6'1", 205-pound senior, Jake Archer. The back number 21, foot 185 185-pound senior, Ben Zock. And the quarterback, number 5, 5'11", 175-pound senior, Ben Sievers. The head coach is Matt Turman. They come in with a record of ten and two. They did lose to Elkhorn South. They did lose to Gretna, but then avenged that loss to Gretna in the playoffs last week with a ten to nine victory. They beat Aurora and McCook, so they've definitely seen the Western teams in the first two rounds before beating Gretna. And of course, uh, Larry, we see we saw these guys here last year. They were the runners up in Class B. Yeah,
4: and I think that matters a lot of times, Doug. When you see those teams that came and got their heart broken, there's that mission piece. They don't want to leave here feeling the way they did a year ago. Now, the starting lineup for the Dukes of York at center is going to be number 54,
2: six foot, 200 pounds, junior Max Komatir at the guards. Number 60, six foot, 270 pounds, senior Jaden Verhey, also at guard. Number 75, a six five, ten, two 230 pounds, junior. Doug Lazo, the tackles, number 70, 6'4", 295-pound senior, Mazery Maypew and number 78, 6'4", 300-pound junior, Noah Staferski. At tight end, number 34, 6'3", 217-pound junior, Garrett Snodgrass. And as, as you said, Larry, that's where they line him up in the first play of the game, apparently.
4: Yeah, and I mean, it's everywhere, Doug. You literally will see him play everywhere except for the offensive line tonight. Also, wide receiver number 80,
2: 6'275 pounds senior Tyler Cast, and number 15, 6'395 pounds junior Brady Danielson. In the backfield, your fullbacks number 24, 5'9, 165 pound junior Ben Kowalski. The I back, number 20, 6'1, 1, 185 pound senior Simon Ote. And the quarterback, number 16, 6'4, 6, 175 pound senior Nick Westcamp. The head coach of the York Dukes is Glenn Snodgrass. They come in with a record of 11-1. and They dropped the opening game of the year to Elkhorn South, 48-14. to And in the playoffs, beat Omaha Ron Colley, Scott's Bluff, and then did something that I don't know the last time Elkhorn South, if ever, has been shut out, maybe when they became a new school. But 14 nothing, the win last week. For the Duke, So those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the Better Bank in Carney. We're about three minutes away from the opening kickoff. York will get the ball to start this football game, Larry. Yeah,
4: and I think uh, uh, you you bring up the Elkhorn South 14 to nothing. Doug, that was a big deal because they got blasted to open their season 48-14. And that shows you that York continued to get better and to shut out Elkhorn South with Moses and that crew that Elkhorn South has, that is a tremendous deal. We will take a break and be back with more.
2: You're listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stocker, a New Tech Seed dealer near you. It's game three of the 2017 State High School Football Championships here on ESPN Radio. Tomorrow, C1, C2, and then, of course, the game we're really looking forward to tomorrow night. The Class A finalist, Carney High, takes on Omaha, North. And uh, two games already uh, today, Larry, uh, and neither one of the eight-man games came down to the wire at
4: all. No, both uh, uh, was were, were a real struggle. Uh, you had South Loop just could not run the football, which they've done all year, uh, and they go down to a really good East Butler team. Made East Butler made South Loop pay for every single mistake they made, and then in the game that we just finished up with um, – Uh, BDS just looked amazing. It was a tremendous offensive performance.
2: Yeah, Blue Hill was good, but BDS probably was the best team here today. Not just in the first game, but in both games. No, I haven't seen an offense like that in a long time. Yeah, a lot of people felt that. So we'll see how it all plays out when the final rankings come out here. Uh, a couple of days down the road from Omaha and Lincoln. We are getting ready for the national anthem here. Omaha West Side High School Quartet will sing. Earlier today, we had Gothenburg's Octet here and do a great job. We'll take a break. Be back with the opening kickoff in a moment.
0: located in Sutton.
5: Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at
1: Minden, Ravana, and Wood River.
2: Glad to have you along with us. Uh, for those back in the Kearney area listening to us tonight, the uh, NCAA Division II volleyball brackets have just come out, and UNK will be the number three seed. They will head up to Southwest Minnesota State, the number one seed. The Lopers will play Missouri Western uh, on Thursday, November the 30th. And uh, they still have to set the times for all of that. But that has just come out from the uh, NCAA uh, sixth-ranked UNK. 19th straight season, they'll play MIAA foe Missouri Western in the first round of the Central Regional uh, located at Southwest Minnesota. The Mustangs swept two-time defending national champion Concordia St. Paul in the tournament final Sunday to take over the number one spot. We're about ready for football. Don't forget, you can always hear our games online at platriverpreps.com. There's also photos up from the state championship games today and the Carney High game tomorrow. Platriverpreps.com, our streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. So we are ready for state championship football here in Class B. And it will be York to receive the opening kickoff. Larry?
4: Yeah. And I mean, you're right away off uh, out of this thing. What you're going to see is Omaha Scott Catholic plays really good defense, great linebacker play. They're very disciplined. But how will they what plan do they have for Snodgrass? Is it a situation where they're just going to take and everybody know your role and do your job? Or will they try to move the defense around and shadow him where that becomes very tough, Doug, as he's an attached tight end? He'll play the number two receiver. He'll go out, play the number one receiver clearly he'll play tailback and he plays a lot of quarterback well Jeb Lucas and uh, Jory Luther are back and Larry
2: don't you think this game is going to be way more about defense than it is going to be about offense
4: there's no question Doug and actually both of these teams have given up a fair amount of yards on the season Uh, they don't give up a lot of points but York has given up 3,000 yards of offense and uh, Scott has given up 3,000 yards of offense on the year, so both of them in spots, kind of a bend, don't break, but they'll give it up. Joey White will put the ball on the tee to get things kicked away. 50 degrees,
2: the wind has gone down from what we had this afternoon, about seven miles an hour. I was down on the field uh, talking to Coach Snodgrass and assistant Coach Kern, and you know what? For for doing NET earlier today, it was actually just as nice tonight, maybe even nicer Uh, than it was this
4: afternoon when the temperatures got up to near 60. Yeah, and it's supposed to be 18 at kickoff tomorrow night. These three (laughs) games drew the good stick. So here we go. Lucas
2: and Luther back to receive the kick as they stand towards the north end zone. The ball is in the air. This one is going to sail into the end zone, and we'll have a touchback to start. Our Class B
4: championship first down and 10 for the Dukes at their own 20. Yeah, and the kickers fired up, man. <laughs> Joey White was jumping up and down, giving him fist pumps. He was fired up to get the uh touchback.
2: So, first down and ten. The Dukes will come out on a beautiful night for football here at Memorial Stadium. Taking the snap will be Nick Westcamp. They will put a different-looking full house backfield direct snap to Snodgrass, who lines up at the quarterback. He comes straight ahead. For one yard, they had four guys in the backfield lined up vertically. I don't know if
4: I've ever seen that. No, that's uh, the Maryland Ion. well, here we go again. Kind of a dead tee look out of the pistol. They are trying to go hurry up and just run Snodgrass
2: left. Now they run him right. He breaks a tackle. He gets out to the 25-yard line. So
4: it'll be second down and five. Yeah, it'll be third and five. Excuse me, third and five. That's a really nice run, and that's just mass of humanity in there, Doug. Too tight. And they're going to go hurry up again. They want to run to the left, just trying to follow
2: Mapu, and he is not going to get the first down. Snodgrass, three runs in about 25 seconds, and here comes the punt unit.
4: Well, and it's who they are, and it's how they do it.
2: So Elkhorn, or excuse me, Omaha South, Omaha Scott will uh, take that and get ready to have their first offensive possession of the ball game. Back to punt the ball away for the Dukes will be Mason Connor. And the two returners will stand at about the 40-yard line here for Omaha Scott. Good snap, a lot of a rush there and a beautiful high kick. Back, back, taking it at the 35-yard line, looking for a little seam up to the 40, sneaking through up to the 43-yard line. And that will be where the uh, punt return comes to an end. First down and 10 now. For Omaha, Scott, on the return was Tyson Gordon.
4: Yeah, and we talk about Scott's offense. They can throw the ball. Uh, Benjamin Seavers has thrown the ball for about 1,100 yards this year, 15 touchdowns. He's been picked five times. But, Doug, they like to run it. It's, what, it's who they are. You know, they've rushed the ball this year for 27, well, close to 2,800 yards. And they do not have a 1,000-yard rusher. They've got a 700-yard rusher, 650, a 529. They spread this ball around.
2: And again, get a TV timeout here to get things uh, situated to start this football game, the Class B state final on KXPN Kearney, KICS Hastings. I uh, want to thank all the folks that have been uh, with us throughout the year. We are here in the Kearney Towing and Repair broadcast booth. High atop Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, bringing you the Class B state championship game. And Carney Towing is on the road, bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. Larry, what are we going to see? Uh, we saw something different out of York. Uh, I don't expect to see much different from what we saw from Scott, uh, as you just alluded to. They they know what they like to do.
4: Yeah, they are who they are. And, and that is exactly what they're going to do is what they've always done. And they're going to get in the eye and just run uh, a ton of foot. They'll run some veer option. It'll be ISO, toss, simple stuff. And like I said, they can throw it.
2: So here we go, first down and 10. Out of the eye formation, Zock the eye back. Sentiment in motion from the right end to the left end. A little defensive adjustment. They'll throw off left side. Big hole for Zoc. He's going to bring it out to the 48-yard line. Didn't get as much as it looked like he would initially. It's a gain of four, but it opened early,
4: quickly and closed quickly. Yeah, they ran blast there where they just kick out the D end with the fullback and just try to get that thing in the C gap. They did not pull the guard there. Second down and six here for Scuts. Pulled out wide
2: to the right will be Jake Zeppelin, and they'll go twins to the left. Going out defensively will be Brady Danielson to cover one-on-one. The only two guys to the right side of midfield. And the handoff goes to the fullback and hit in the backfield, breaking tackles, trying to get back to the line of scrimmage. Will be the fullback, Jake Archer, who is brought down by Maypew. But after he was flushed to the backfield, he could have been dropped for about a three-yard loss. He got back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be third down and six.
4: Yeah, just simple off-tackle. They blocked everybody down and tried to get him off-tackle there.
2: Well, here comes J.D. Darrow, a kid that we've known from the last couple of years, uh, playing very well as a wide receiver. And they'll go twins to the left, go shotgun with both of the backs flanking the... Omaha's quarterback in Ben Sievers on third down and six. He wants to throw the ball, looking out here for a wide receiver screen. He's got it to Darrow. He crosses midfield and will be pushed out of bounds right at the first down marker. And it looks like by the spot it will be enough to move the chains. Let's find out what the referee says. Yeah,
4: and the official chain is on the other side. They're going to say first down. I was going to say right before that, Doug, to that twin set, uh, snodgrass is really playing inside and that gives scott big bubble leverage and that's exactly what you saw happen there was they took advantage of that leverage
2: well Darrow, we just mentioned how good he's been throughout his career and that's who they went to on their first pass attempt gonna give the same look here larry on first and ten at the 46 of york and they'll even swing the end to the left side so overload short side of the field that's where they want to run it and straight up the middle of the field to the 40-yard line is going to be the eye back in Ben Zoc. A nice gain on the play of six. It'll be second down and four off the bottom of that pile for the York Dukes is going to be
4: Ben Mohome. Yeah, and right Mohone. there, York's got to be careful. The initial play was blocked up uh, or defended well, and the back cut that back right there. The linebackers, you always teach them to stay on the inside hip so you don't get cut back.
2: Austin Ash, the tight end that they continually move in motion this time from right to left out of the I formation. Darrow in motion from left to right now. Long count. They want to run a little read option, and the quarterback is going to keep it. Ben Seavers will get upfield inside the 35 to the 32-yard line. A gain of nine on the play and another first down here for the Skyhawks.
4: Yeah, that was all about the ride. You can tell he's been coached up. Coach Terman knows what he's doing. Simple inside veer play, but it was a long ride And nobody uh, could tell who had the ball, and the quarterback did a good job there. On that option, a lot of times when you pull it, instead of taking it down the line of scrimmage, just replace and follow your back up inside, and that's exactly what he did there.
2: This time they'll send
4: the end, Austin Ash,
2: out wide to the right. They'll go with a four-wide look. Archer is the fullback right behind his quarterback, Seavers. This time Seavers wants to keep it, and he's in the backfield. He's spun, and he's thrown backwards.
4: Getting in there is Dylan Rotter for the Ooks. Yeah, the Dukes did a nice job there. Snodgrass was there as well, Doug. When they get in that 2-by-2 two two personnel, that or uh, their 2-by-2, two two, 10 personnel, one back, no tight ends, a lot of option teams like to do that, to still run that inside veer, get everybody out of the box, and the Dukes weren't having it. It'll be second down at 11, 7.35 to go here in a scoreless first
2: quarter. York went three and out, and now after good field position, Scutt's on the move with the 33. It'll be a play fake rollout wide open is his tight end. He throws it late and it's almost intercepted in and out of the hands of Garrett Snodgrass at the 25-yard line. Seavers had his big tight end. Austin Ash wide open. He just took too long to get it to him.
4: Yeah, that should have been picked. That's a flat drop.
2: Nope. That is a big play there that omaha Scott got just avoided on a negative side of things. It'll be third down and eleven. The State High School Football Playoffs brought to you on ESPN Radio by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. So third down and 11. And when you start talking kickers, Larry, we're already at a 50-yarder, so they try to set something up for a long field goal. Or are they going to try and get it all here? And we are going to get a timeout called
4: by Omaha Scutt
2: before this play
4: develops. Well, Joseph White is the kicker for Scutt, Doug and he's 12 of 7 or 7 of 12 on the season with a long of 43.
2: Well, they're not going to get
4: they're not going to get
2: the uh, timeout. They're going to be a delay of game. So now it's third down and 16 and move the ball back to the York 38 yard line. So long yardage situation and you're probably probably if you get anything here can go for it on fourth down because you're going to be too close to punt, too far to kick a field goal. So let's see what coach Terman has drawn up trips to the right side the wide side nothing to the left archer the lone setback straight back to pass severs rolls right looking deep pump fake fires it into double coverage and it is incomplete all the way down there at the 10 yard line and the wide receiver up as they always do now looking for the flag in darrow and york wants the fans as you can hear over there say flag him for unsportsman like
4: yeah and and uh york's doing a really good job they're playing a lot of combo coverage there doug And now we're going to see a punt. So
2: Coach Turman said, I'm going to take a shot downfield. And that's one of those had it been picked. It have been inside the 10, so whatever. And it's fourth down and 16 at the 38-yard line. So let's see if Max Brinker, the punter, can pin him deep.
4: Play defense here.
2: And there's the kick. Knuckle ball, fair catch called four they let it bounce inside the ten to the five to the one they're going to be able to save it inside the five yard line near the two it's going to be a 36 yard punt york will have to start at their own two that was really a perfect punt there the return man did what he was supposed to do he was standing about the eight and a half yard line it was over his head it just didn't take a hard kick to get into the end zone in time
4: well covered by the skyhawks yeah and he did a good job showed the big fair catch And then let it go. And in in, in these punt situations, also pay attention. Glenn Snod, or excuse me, Garrett Snodgrass has blocked four kicks this year, Doug. He's
2: done a little bit of everything. And now, first down at their own two. And they will line up in a conventional eye formation this time with Nick Westcamp as the quarterback. And he'll turn and hand it off to his eye back, Odie. Odie, who does a great job. He's a 13-yard, 100-yard rusher himself is gonna pick up a couple to about the five-yard line and York wants to go speed. They wanna go, go, go. Yeah, they're
4: all they're an all-tempo offense and you're right, Odie's pretty good. They've got two 1,300-yard rushers on this team and Odie and Snodgrass.
2: Second down and eight at their own four-yard line. Staying out of that tie-dye formation. With the fullback, Ben Kowalski, trying to lead the way, they'll hand it off around the right end and getting to about the nine-yard line. He gained a five that time for Odie, so third and
4: manageable here. We'll call it three, third and three. York is really physical at the point of attack, Doug. They ran blast there off tackle and really physical shoving guys around. Late
2: substitution here. Of course, when you don't huddle up, you can do this. Yell the play out. and Go on third down and three from their own nine-yard line. Scoreless with six minutes to go in the first quarter of the Class B Championship. Five wideouts here. Snodgrass is ready to take the snap. He's going to go straight ahead, and he's got the first down. Running Wildcat with five wide, but you've got to know that's coming when it's Snodgrass back there as opposed to the quarterback at West Camp, and he's going to make it to the 14-yard line, a gain of five.
4: Yeah, you know, when that all kind of started your running back playing quarterback, they called it a little bit of Wildcat. I think when that dude's at quarterback, he throws it as good as anybody. He's just playing quarterback.
2: So they'll leave Snodgrass in there on first down and 10. First, first down of the championship. Snodgrass is going to fake it, keeping himself on the belly fake to
4: Odie to round the right side. He gets to the 20, sticks it forward to the 21-yard line. Going to pick up six. Yeah, and that's where he's dangerous because that's just a simple three-by-one, 10 personnel, and they run read option, there very simply, the back's coming across, reading the um, backside D end. And where that becomes dangerous, Doug, is Snodgrass can throw the ball and they can run RPO off of that.
2: Something fairly unusual. I don't think any of the coaches wearing headsets over there for York. Snodgrass off the left side, met by the line at the 25yard line is going to pick up four. It's going to be right at the first down marker. But I don't see headsets on down there. and That's unusual in the upper class.
4: Well, the thing is, if they've got sideline video, they don't need them because they're able to look at the uh, iPad and be able to watch the plays and dissect what's going on so you don't need the guy upstairs the way you used to.
2: Well, now Glenn puts it back up on his head. So <laughs> he, he does have it
4: on. I thought that was really
2: unusual, but they're a long way away from where we're set. And they will call it a first down. So first down and 10, York at their own 25, a drive that started at their 2. And a pass by West Camp out of the flat. It's going to be completed out to the 30-yard line.
4: Catching it is Brady Danielson. And they're picking up good first down yardage here, Larry. Yeah, I like the diversity of this offense, Doug. Uh, York is doing a lot of different things. They're showing you big boy run sets. They're showing you a lot of spread. You know, they're throwing a now screen. They're just doing a lot of things here. So on second down and four. They'll put Westcamp under center.
2: Snodgrass, the fullback. Odie, he gets the handoff on the left side, and he's going to make it out to the
4: 35-yard line and stretch it across for another first down. Yeah, this is a really impressive drive. At the very least, right now, you've flipped the field. Remember, this thing started at about the one-yard line.
2: 4.11 to go in the first quarter. We are scoreless. York went three and out, had to punt it away. Omaha Scud had pretty good field position, was able to scratch out a couple of first downs, but eventually had to punt the ball. Down to the two-yard line, and they have chalked up 34 yards so far. West Camp under center. Turns, hands it to Odie. Odie looking for some room off the right side as they spread it out a little bit, and he'll get minimal to the 38-yard line. A gain of a
4: yard and a half, we'll call it officially, two, second down and eight. Yeah, Samuel Heffron makes the tackle there for Omaha Scott Played straight down the line of scrimmage. Really nice job there. Tomorrow, three championship games. Norfolk Catholic, Boone
2: Central, Newman Grove in C1, UTAN Centennial in C2, and then, of course, Kearney and Omaha North in A. Second and eight, trips to the short side of the field. Snodgrass back in as quarterback. He'll keep it on a read, bounce to the left side. And that time, scuts all over it. He's hit three different times. Jared Epperson is there, and then Jake Archer helped
4: finish him off. Snodgrass yeah. didn't get much, maybe a yard. Yeah, you called this at the top, Doug. This was going to have as much to do uh, about these two teams' defense than it will the offense. And right now, both defenses have really started to step up. Dylan Rader will check out
2: another oddity today. Both fullbacks wearing 49. 49.
4: <laughs> Love that move. 49. Almost an offensive lineman. Snodgrass
2: is going to split out wide to the right in a four-wide set here for Nick Westcamp on third down. He'll take the five-step drop, throw deep down the middle. Snodgrass is open, but it's over his head. Boy, he was wide open in that
4: soft zone at the forty-yard line of Omaha. Scud. Yeah, they ran cover four there, Doug, and he was able to slip in between. And if they throw that out in front of him, he probably scores.
2: Man, how can you be that wide open? You're. I
4: mean, you. Again, it's just one of those, you know he's the player on the field. Well, in that zone, what happens there is where he got open is where the one DB has to pass him to the other.
2: So ready to put it away for the second time here is Mason Connor. See if he can get a good boot into what breeze we have here at about eight miles an hour. Here's the snap. Connor gets ready. And Gets a high spiraling kick, not overly deep. It'll be taken at the 24-yard line. Up the left hash to the 25-30, making a man miss. Good move to the 35 and up to the 38-yard line. So you had a 33-yard punt, and it is returned from the 24 to the 39
4: about 15 yards. Yeah, so the field sort of gets flipped here. I mean, but that was still a pretty impressive drive from your one. York kind of got things going there. Now let's see what Scott's got uh, with the second time they get the ball.
2: York 46 yards on the first two possessions. Scott 23 the first time. They'll line up with the eye formation here with Ben Seavers, the quarterback. Zock the eye back. Archer the fullback. And the tight end, Austin Ash, seems to go in motion every time. Here's a counter play, right side, looking for some running room. Is going to be Zaki, gets across the 40, and then met by a wall of Dukes. Out at the 42-yard line, going to be a gain of
4: 3.5. Yeah, that was really good. And one of the things you'll notice, Doug, pre-snap, and it happens pretty late, Scott may try to catch York doing it, but they'll slide their D-line. And the reason that they're trying to do that is when you're a veer offense, an option offense, you get that thing called, and then you get all your blocking calls made and who the read's going to be and so on. As they're set, it becomes very hard with York sliding it. Second down and six
2: at their own 43-yard line. Archer the fullback. They'll just give it to him off the left side. Big hole into York territory. He's got the first down across the 50 to
4: the 48-yard line. Again, a nine. Make no mistake about it. York went to a three-man front there, Doug. And if York stays in that 30 front, you're going to see this all night. That leaves a huge bubble there. They leave the end manned on the line, so all they have to do is block the nose guard and get up to that Mike Backer, and there's nobody home.
2: Maypoo playing the nose tackle. Snodgrass is the defensive end to the left or if you're looking at it offensively, he's to the right. Late shift here. They will send Darrow in motion from left to right. Need to get him picked up. Little run option here. He's going to be kept by the quarterback Severs. He does a spin move and Mapree is able to
4: swallow him up like the big man that he is after picking up three to the 44. Yeah, Maypew did a great job there because Snodgrass played it wrong. Snodgrass tried to play both, and in an option deal, you have to have somebody on the pitch, somebody on the quarterback, and somebody on the dive man, and that time we call it Q stunting. Uh, Snodgrass tried to cue stunt and play both. You'll always be wrong if you play both. You have to force the ball to go a certain direction.
2: State football playoffs brought to you by Mary Healthcare Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration, second down and six. Again, a hand off to Archer off the left side. He's hit, thrown backwards, and he is going to be thrown down behind the line of scrimmage by Noah Staferski.
4: And it's going to be third down and long. We'll call it seven or eight. Looks like third and eight. Staferski did a great job junking that from the back side. There wasn't, you know, the ball goes left. He's on the right side, and he just chased that down from behind. Scott doesn't have to run another play, but because the wind's behind their back, they may hustle up there.
2: They'll get to the line of scrimmage with 10 seconds as they set them down. Trips to the right, third down and seven. Out of the shotgun this time will be Ben Sievers. He takes the snap, rolls right, rolling, rolling, still rolling. Now takes it to the sideline, and it is going to be incomplete. On the final play of the third quarter, it'll be a punting situation for Omaha Scott to start the fourth. It'll be fourth and seven at the York 45-yard
4: line end of the first quarter we're going to start the second what did i say you said the end of the third getting ready to start the fourth now that is the fastest wow. quarter we've had doug the fastest <laughs> game ever well it's
2: still scoreless here on espn radio
4: doug doodle larry baker
2: back after this
3: it's never too late for end to increase your nitrogen efficiency this year end is designed to manage your nitrogen no matter what time you decide to apply your fertilizer with InZone's wide application window you can even add end at side dress time Anytime you're going to apply nitrogen to your crops, you need to add end zone. Talk to your local fertilizer and chemical dealer. Ask them to add end zone to your fertilizer. If they don't handle end zone synergizer NutriPak, visit MidNebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com.
0: Carney for a free estimate
2: and welcome back to state high school football championship action here on ESPN radio Doug Duda Larry Baker our producer engineer Jeff Ekstrom a scoreless first quarter Larry I'm not surprised
4: no I'm not either big time defensive battle here Doug somebody's gonna break one though especially those option plays look from scud it looks to me like they're kind of probing and finding and they're going to find that spot and of course york's offense has been held down by nobody
2: omaha scud a fixture here in the state playoffs as we said the runner-up last year they fell to south 32 to 24 the year before they fell to south of the semifinals then they won it all in 2014 as your state champion they were the state champion in 2013 so they've been in the finals now four of the last five years, and we'll punt it away to start the second quarter of play, looking for a corner kick and getting a nice roll. That bounce at the 24 is going to roll dead at the 13-yard line. That's just a 32-yard punt, but you stack up York inside their own 15. They're making York go a long, long way. The last series for
4: the Dukes started at their own two. Yeah, and a lot of times it's just simple stuff like that that can create and hold some momentum and. Uh, both of these teams have been able to move the ball a little, but the defenses have really stood up. York had 46
2: yards of offense. Omaha Scud had 39 in the first quarter of play. Garrett Stodgrass, seven carries for 26 yards. Ben Zock, for Scud, three carries, 13 yards. And they go back to that. Different-looking offense where they just direct snap with four backs vertical, including Snodgrass, for the first time it goes to Odie, and he'll bring it up for a nice gain of six to
4: the 19-yard line. and it's double tight, Doug, and it's an offense. When it's under center, they call it the dead tee a lot of times, and uh, it, it's an old offense, and they're just doing the same type of deal out of uh, the pistol here.
2: So they stay out there in the same-looking offense. And this time, the direct snap to Snodgrass, trying to follow his blockers on the right side. Got a hole, 25, 30. He's out to the right side, 40. Now it's a sprint down the right sideline, 40, 35, cuts back, 30. He'll be brought down inside inside Omaha Scuts territory at the
4: 22-yard line. That's what I just said, Doug, coming out of that break. It felt like one of these teams, and they're both going to, are going to break uh, one there. Snodgrass showed a lot of speed because they were step-to-step there, uh, and maybe got a little tired heading down the field there, and they're going to line up and just go right away. That's a 60-yard run.
2: First down and 10. With our first threat, Snodgrass takes the snap, tries to get low, just gets on the back of his offensive line and gets inside the 20 to about the 19-yard line, a gain of
4: three. Yeah, those are all dead T or wing tea, uh or excuse me, double wing or uh, dead T concepts, Doug, were there They take all four of those uh, backs, and they shove them up into one spot, and they pull two linemen, and it is just a mass of humanity.
2: Yeah, Odie's back there. They also put their fullback or Raider back there. Now they'll go back under center. West Camp will turn, hand it to Odie right side. He get drugged down from behind. The lineman on the right side got pushed back, and that allowed Epperson to get back there and uh, track him down from his linebacker position.
4: It's always the worst. You break the 60 yard run, and you just know you've got to get it in so you don't have to snap it again because now you've got third and long. And it looks like we may have a
2: man down on the field here. That'd be a big loss. And that is Mapery Mapu that got rolled up on, and they're trying to help him off the field. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. and the future Husker being helped to the side.
4: And just like that, Snodgrass has got 89 yards on the ground.
2: You know, one thing, as we get ready for a third down and seven, they'll take the snap, want to throw the ball all day, over the middle, well covered, trying to get it into the hands of Snodgrass. It's incomplete, and it's field goal time here for the Dukes. They'll be setting up for a
4: 36-yarder and trotting out to try that
2: uh, for York.
4: Well, he's four for four with a long of 27 on the season, Doug. Uh, And it's going to be Luther Jorn.
2: So he comes out ready to attempt this field goal from the right hash. A 36-yarder for our first points here of the contest. Jory Luther, the place kicker. So Luther, there's the snap. It's good. The kick is on the way. Plenty of leg. And that is good. Good. So with 10.03 to go here in the first half of play in the Class B State Championship game, York draws first blood after a 60-yard Garrett Snodgrass run. The 36-yard field goal is good by Jory Luther. It's York 3, Omaha's got nothing. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.
4: Genetics first, traits second. With Aurora Cooperative, you can source genetics from the four major germplasms available in the U.S., allowing you to choose the best genetics possible for each and every acre. Aurora Cooperative agronomists have been very active in the field, getting to know your hybrid choices this season, inside and out, so that they can be your trusted resource to help you make the right selections for your farm and your yields. To create the highest yielding story for your acres and take advantage of our unique early incentives, contact your local Aurora Cooperative agronomist today. Aurora Cooperative, putting owner's equity
2: to work. Darrow is back to receive the kick here for Omaha Scott.
4: Always dangerous. Yeah, he's pounding himself in the chest. He wants the ball.
2: As the kick is away, and they're going to kick it towards him, but it's going to sail over his head and into the end zone, so neither Darrow or Jackson Gordon gets an opportunity. wanted to mention this, too, and this is something that I will be bringing up with the NSAA. I noticed this doing the sidelines today. There's not a single place to take an injured player on the sideline over here. and That's just unacceptable. Oh, you go set them on a bench, there's no training table. You had a training table at Blue Hill the last two weeks. You had a training table in Mullen. How do you not have a training table here
4: for these kids at state finals? Yeah, no table on either side. That's just insane.
2: And when you got a guy as big as Maypew over there,
4: he might not fit
2: on that bench. That's right. He is up walking around. So first down and 10 here for Scott. Their third possession of the ball game. Three wideouts. Back to pass, Seavers rolling right. Has time. Throws over the middle, and it's too tall for his intended receiver trying to hit his tight end that time in Skardesk, Skardsky, excuse me.
4: Well, do you have any idea how high that pass had to be? Because six six. Yeah. 6'6", 230.
2: And both our quarterbacks may be a little excited early on because we've seen them when they've thrown it. They've had time. But we haven't had any success through the air yet. Uh, each team with
4: six passing yards, one completion. Yeah, and that was a now screen right down the line of scrimmage is all.
2: So second down and 10 at their own 20 out of the eye formation. This time, give it off to the uh, I back in Ben Zoc. He'll get to the 25-yard line, rolled forward for another yard to the 26. So a good gain on second
4: down. Yeah, and Scud had that dialed up, luckily, uh, York's having a little bit of tough time getting their D lineman lined up. There's been about three plays here lately where they've had to move guys around because they're not lined up right. And that time the left defensive end literally was on the right side and they were trying to get him back across the formation. So it's now third down and four for Scud at their own 26 yard line trailing three to
2: nothing here with 920 to go in the first half. Severs pitches it again. Zoc pretty good hole. But then when he tries to cut it back up, he runs right into the linebacker. For York, and is going to be dropped at the 28-yard line, and it's going to be fourth and two.
4: Yeah, that was a really nice uh, job by the York defense. They're swarming, Doug. Good
2: job of cutting in there and finishing things up, going right back into the middle of the fire that time. It's Dylan Raider on the tackle for the York Dukes. Now ready to pump the football away. will be Max Brinker. He's been as busy as anybody on the field so far. 3-0. York really no long drives. York scored because they had a 60-yarder, and the punt shanked. The punt is shanked. I think he saw Snodgrass coming in for his fifth block of the year and just shanked it out of bounds.
4: Let's see where they actually mark this baby at. Doug, I, I don't think they're going to get 10 yards out of it. I don't
2: think so either. The original line of scrimmage is the 29, and they're going to mark it at the 36. Is that what we've got? Yes. A seven-yard punt, and York is in great shape here after scoring a field goal on their last possession. It'll be
4: first down and 10 at the Skyhawk 36-yard line. Yeah, and it was not blocked. I mean, that just as you said, that was just a simple deal where maybe he'd heard about Snodgrass all week. So first
2: down and 10 out of the base high formation. West Camp comes under center. Toss sweep right side. Odie trying to get to the outside. Got a good block. Gets to the 35. Dives forward to about the 32-yard line. A cane of four. It looked like he was going to be able to get to the outside and
4: turn that speed on. Yeah, he just tripped himself up. He completely juked Ryan Trout right out of his shoes. Trout literally the first thing that hit the ground was his face mask. He got juked, but uh, Odie ended up falling down. Second out and six ball now on the right hash near
2: the York sideline. And they will put both their wide receivers to the short side. West Camp gives it to Odie again. This time, big hole over the right side. He's inside the 25 to the 24
4: for a first down, a gain of eight. Yeah, Odie does a really nice job, Doug. He's got really quick feet. He put another good move on there. He does a really good job getting kind of skinny in the hole. He sticks his foot in the ground, gets upfield.
2: So after seeing that dead T formation that you called it uh, for quite a bit of this football game. They have stayed away from that here, but now Snodgrass looks like he is going to line up in the old Wildcat formation, this time with just two backs in the backfield. Instead of three, maybe we see Snodgrass throw it for the first time. They'll send Odie out of the backfield. It's going to be straight quarterback keep to the left, to the left, to the left. Now he turns it up inside the 20 and gets to the 18 Again gain a six. He just kept running to the sideline until he saw an opening and then dashed
4: in there and picks up six. It'll be second down and four. Yeah, he's kind of holding his tummy. I think he fell on the ball there. Uh, He's going to be just fine. But but the, the diversity of this York offense, I mean, you're seeing, like, I mean, completely different, Doug. There's about three different offenses here. Conceptually, they're completely different. Really have to be a good disciplined coach to be able to get your kids all in the right spot.
2: Second and fourth, the 18, direct snap, Snodgrass trying to find a hole over the right side. It's just leaning, leaning, leaning. You'll get a couple because his offensive line on the right side kept pushing, and he'll be
4: down to the 15-yard line. It'll be third and one. And we're still without big number 70. Just got up off the bench, kind of limping over there. He's got his shoe off. I think it's an ankle, Doug. Quarterback sneak for
2: Snodgrass. He'll come straight forward. Have enough for the first down to the 13-yard line. gain of two. 6.38 to go. First half, York three. Omaha's got nothing. This is the Class B State Championships on KXPN, Carney KICS Hastings hit online at Platriverpreps.com. Again, they want to hurry up here. They will put... Danielson and cast out wide to the right this time Snodgrass will give it off to Odie and Odie will find minimal yardage maybe got to the 11 for
4: a gain of two here's the deal Doug and you know they're running tempo but understand that this game is quickly evaporating you realize each team only had two possessions apiece in the first quarter so though it's tempo that's just so much running uh, by both of these teams the clock never stops. And now York
2: actually taking a little time to look over to Coach Snodgrass for the play. They come up on the line of scrimmage with nine seconds. Garrett Snodgrass is going to take the snap on second down and eight from the 11. Pitch play Odie starts to the right, has to cut it back up on the number, makes a man miss. He gets to the nine before he is swarmed under. Another gain of two.
4: So it'll be third down and six. So the red zone has been a tough zone for York. And I'll just tell you, I'm really impressed with how physical York is because that is the one thing you always get from Scott. We talk about how fundamentally sound they are, but they're also very physical. Matt Verzal, of course, uh, Grand Island native, played at Nebraska on those national championship teams. He's their offensive line coach and helps with special teams and that kind of thing. And and, and he's got that physical piece. York is beating the uh, uh, Scott Catholic um, team here right now with its physicality. Both Wyatt and Tyler
2: Cast down there. Snodgrass wants to throw out to the flat at the five. It's caught stretching forward for a first down, but short of the goal line. It'll be first down and goal into the hands of Tyler Cast. And they're trying to line up and get to that line of scrimmage and go again. First and goal, ball at the one. Snodgrass stays in as the quarterback. They'll line him up in the I formation. Odie, the I back, ready to go. Snodgrass looks like he just wants to lean forward. They'll push him from behind, and he is just short. Of the touchdown, he'll be
4: inside the one. It'll be second and goal about a football length away. And Scott came out of there with the ball. Jared Epperson came out of there with the ball. But, I, I mean, I think the forward progress was clearly stopped. Oh, yeah, they're tugging on it from behind, tugging on it from behind, no doubt about it. And, I mean, literally, there's like six guys over the center. They know
2: that it's going to be a Snodgrass sneak with his backs pushing him. And that's exactly what it is. And Snodgrass is into the end zone for a York Duke touchdown. It is nine to nothing, Dukes with the lead. And when you've got somebody like Dylan Raider just shoving you from behind at 230 pounds,
4: it's not much that you can do on the defensive line. Well, one of the really important uh, things, Doug, in any game, but especially a big game like this, is you have to make your opponent pay for their, their mistakes. You can't let them off the hook. And that shanked punt, York made him pay the maximum amount, seven points. Took it right down the field. One
2: completed pass. Everything else was on the ground. And now Jory Luther comes in to try and add the extra point. Looks like the holder maybe miscounted. I think he thought there was only ten guys. Now he's ready to go. Snap, good. Placement, good. Kick is on the way and good. Boy, there was some good penetration up the middle that time from Omaha Scott. I thought maybe they were going to get to it. But our five points bank touchdown, the first of the game, a one-yard run from Garrett Snodgrass to complete a 36-yard drive after a seven-yard punt. With 4.25 to go in the first half of the Class B State Championship, York 10, Omaha's got nothing in you.
0: The folks at Buzz's Marine want to stress the importance of weatherizing your boat. Let Buzz's first-class service technicians work on your boat now so you don't have to worry about it in the spring. A little preventative maintenance will save you time, money, and a huge headache in the spring. So go to buzzesmarine.com and see what tailored winterization package will work best for your boat. Then call Buzz's Marine at 308-234-4576 to set up an appointment. Buzz's Marine, 5th and Central, Cardi.
2: Troy Luther kicks it away. This time it will be returned by Darrow up to the 10. The 15 tries to get to the outside and cannot get there. He's going to be dropped down just short of the 20.
4: Yeah, big momentum swing here for York. You can hear their crowd really starting to get into this thing, Doug. And all of the players there on the swarm uh, to make that tackle all got up. And they're really hooting and hollering. A lot of times if you've lost some momentum and that happens to you, a big shock play here. Look maybe for Scott to go down the field with some sort of play fake or something to try to take the momentum back in this game.
2: First down and 10 at their own 20-yard line. Seavers, the quarterback, under center, basic eye formation, and rolling to the right under pressure. sievers trying to avoid the sack but can't. He's going to be dropped by you-know-who back at the 11-yard line. We call you-know-who. Garrett Snodgrass.
4: Yeah, and the thing is, they had dialed up exactly what I said there. They ran play fake, and they were trying to get Darrow coming from the other side of the field on a deep route.
2: And Seavers never had a chance. He never had a chance to even throw that football away. It's going to be a loss of nine. Second down and 19 back at the 11. York trying to find a way to get another chance here before halftime. They'll pitch it. Backfield, looking, looking, is going to be Epperson as
4: the eye back, and Epperson cannot get to the corner. He got a yard. I mean, I'm telling you, these York Dukes are absolutely breathing flames right now.
2: And Maypoo is back into the ball ballgame. Maypoo back in on the defensive line after going out last series with a slight injury. So third down and 18. And I think if you're Matt Terman, you run it here, make, make York maybe burn a timeout or at least get this clock chewed up here. They are going to go with the four wide set. Severs in the shotgun. He is going to throw it, but It's just a little screen pass out here into the hands of his wide receiver, Jackson Gordon. Makes the first man miss, gets to the 20 and close to the 22-yard line. Nice gain on the play, but a safe conservative play.
4: Yeah, the thing is, I actually think they need to come back to that more. Right now, now screen and bubble screen are completely open for Scott because uh, York is respecting the option so much that on any of these two-by-two sets, they're not betting the outside backer out with the number two receiver. They've got him completely sugared inside. It is a gain of 11
2: and a punt coming up because it was third and 18. Snap good and the kick is away. Remember last time it was a seven-yarder. Fair catch called for and is made at the 45-yard line and There's nothing too special about that either. That's a 32-yard punt, so they're not getting hurt on this either.
4: Yeah, and and the thing is, is you've got 2.16 left here. If you're York, you'd like to score here and not let uh, the Skyhawks get it back.
2: Omaha Scutt will get to receive the ball to start the third quarter of play. That may be a detriment. And Why do I say that? York kicks it into the end zone almost every time, so you start at your 20. You haven't been able to move the ball. Uh, York's defense might get some advantage from that. Once in a while that happens in football. West Camp turns, a little counterplay left side. Odie is going to work his way for a couple up to the 48-yard line. Two minutes to go
4: in the first half. 10 nothing, York. Yeah, Dylan Raider got blasted there, the fullback. Odie had to jump over him. If he wouldn't have had to jump over him there, he was going to have quite a bit of room.
2: Tyler Cass split out wide to the left. To the right is Danielson. Slot right was Snodgrass. Now he comes into the tight end position on the right side on second down and eight. Odie, same play left side. Little bigger hole. It crossed the 45 and down to the 41-yard line. Enough for
4: a first down. Good, good blast there. How about giving him 11 on the game? Yeah, tremendous push by the offensive line of York. And Doug, Odie's feet are so fast in the hole, he's able to get cuts made. And he stays north and south, and I think that's really important with a team that flows as well as Omaha Scott. Snodgrass now the quarterback. He's in under center. He wants to keep it around the right
2: side. He's got a little room if he can catch a block from his hand, and he does at the 35, has the first down, and he steps out of bounds inside the 30 at the 29. Again at 12, stops the clock with 1.23 to go in the half, and York has all three timeouts up 10 nothing. Everything is good, good, good in Duke land right now, and Scott's got to find a way to make a stop.
4: Well, yeah, he ends up out on them corners, and we've talked about the lettuce eaters. That's who lives out there in them DB spots. Snodgrass is 6'3", and about 220. He's a people eater. There's people eaters, meat eaters, and lettuce eaters, (laughs) just depending on where you play on the field. They are going to keep him in there
2: at the quarterback position with Odie and Rainer right behind him. On first down and 10 at the sketch 29-yard line, and it's going to be quarterback curl and keep all the way and not much here as Snodgrass dives forward for a couple to the
4: 27-yard line. Clark continues to run, though. He just reverse pivoted there and took that thing in the A-gap, and as you said, nobody home. Our state football coverage
2: brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. One minute and counting to go here in the first half. York on the move, leading 10-0. Over Omaha, Scott, second down and seven at the 26-yard line. This play taking way too long to get set, though. West Camp under center, Snodgrass the end of the right side. West Camp fakes the handoff, back to pass, looking over the middle, deep slanted, is caught. Touchdown, New York Dukes into the hands of Brady Danielson.
4: A 26-yard touchdown strike. Yeah, Coach Snodgrass dialed that up. They All that motion was on purpose, Doug, They had all those shifts, and what it did is it took the safety out of the middle of the field so they could run the deep post. No safety in the middle of the field. They let it develop. That was very well done by Glenn Snodgrass.
2: And to kick the extra point will be Jory Luther. Trying to extend the lead here. 38 seconds to go in the half. And the extra point snap, good placement, good kick is high enough and it is long enough and it is good. Our five points bank touchdown, a 26-yard touchdown pass from Nick Westcamp to Brady Danielson. And with 38 seconds to go in the first half of the Class B championship, it is York 17, Omaha Scott nothing.
1: Farmers and ranchers are gearing up to get their crops out of the field, and sometimes they have to take the main roads to get there. You've probably gotten stuck behind one of those slow-moving orange triangles a time or two. Well, this fall, the Buffalo County Farm Bureau would like to remind everyone to slow down, be careful, and drive safely. These men and women are planting food for our tables. So next time you get stuck behind a farmer on the way to the field, just give him or her a wave. It's just food in progress. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska Agriculture culture since 1902 carrier has been inventing new ways to make people comfortable and today comfort can also mean efficiency because being more efficient with your home heating can mean spending less on it and that's something everyone can get comfortable with if you're ready for carrier comfort now you can get cool cash rebates of up to 1,650 dollars on a new system Carrier, turn to the experts.
3: Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers and Carney at 308-236-6437 or Holdridge at
2: 308-995-4481. Luther ready to boot it away again for the York Dukes. And this one is going to be a pooch kick, so it can't be returned. And it'll be taken at the
4: 35, falling forward to the 37-yard line. You're going to get 15 more for a face mask. They tackled him by the helmet. I do actually like the call and trying to pooch it. They didn't do that so they couldn't return it. They kicked it to that empty spot and sprinted their fastest guys down. York was trying to catch that.
2: Well, we'll see how it plays out, but uh, again, it could be a teeny tiny bit disastrous here. You kick it through the end zone. you You get it at the 20. Scott hasn't moved the ball. There's 36 seconds left. So...
4: 50 total yards is what Omaha Scott Catholic is sitting here with, Doug. Yeah.
2: So, so so, why? Don't outthink yourself. <laughs> I mean, you got here doing what you're doing. There's no need to get cute in that situation. And now the officials are discussing
4: what happened over here. this That's what it looked like to me. When you watched the tackle, he kind of got him up around the head.
2: But are they going to say that he was already down?
4: Well, no. There's a flag on this side, too. You may have multiple flags here, Doug. Okay. Let's see what they say.
2: Personal foul, face mask, York. Personal
4: foul, York. Okay. He did not give the dead ball ball, um, signal, so they should only get one. A lot of times if you have a personal foul and then you get the dead ball signal, that would be 30 yards and penalties. The other... The non-face mask penalty occurred
2: on the other side of the field, towards Gut, way away from the pooch kick. So, how could
4: that happen? Somebody it, probably got into it in the personal foul. They got into it. A lot of times that happens running down the field. Two guys will start shoving on each other.
2: Why would you be blocking that way with the pooch kick the other way? Because
4: two guys start <laughs> shoving at each other, and John and something <laughs> happened four plays ago, and they're mad.
0: Oh,
2: that's 30. A disastrous play, Larry.
4: It's just a disastrous play. Kick it in the end zone. Kick yeah. it in the end zone. Of course, it's easy to say that now. Sure, but it's, I mean, 30 yards and penalties here. See, that was the key. The first time he didn't give the dead ball signal.
2: And Omaha Scott
4: even though they haven't moved the ball, if they could
2: do something here.
4: Oh, this could be a touch. I mean, I mean, they haven't moved the ball, but this now, your playbook is so wide open here.
2: So first and 10, Scott, the ball will be at the York 33-yard line, and Scott also has all three timeouts with 36 seconds to go
4: here in the first half. They'll go to a four-wide look. Adi doesn't know the coverage. He's asked about three guys what's going on. Ben Sievers in the shotgun. Both
2: the coaches wanted an explanation. So after the pooch kick, things have slowed down here on KXPN, Carney, KICS, Hastings. Severs now out of the shotgun on first and 10. Takes the snap, three step drop, looking left all the way. Happy feet, throws it deep. It's going to be incomplete and maybe picked. It is. It's intercepted. The York Dukes come away with a pick in the end zone into the hands of Jeb Lucas. Scott took a shot into double coverage. I thought that was
4: actually going to fly over everybody's head. And Lucas gets the INT. Well, and the trouble there was, it was the only deep route. It wasn't double coverage. But what happens is when that safety, he's playing deeper than the deepest. So the corner runs within the safety, gets to rotate to it. You've got to put another route in front of him to pull the safety off of that. So I think... What a great idea. Pooch, kick it, give up 30 points in uh, yards, yards, and then just be able to kneel on it. (laughs)
2: Oh, man, oh, man. So a little weird way to end this first half, but all in all, the York Dukes are going to take a 17-point lead into halftime here in the Class B State Championship. The last time they met in the final, Scott beat them 30 to nothing. Now the tables have turned, and it's 17 to nothing in favor of the York Dukes. Coming up, we'll have the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report with all of the first-half stats, a recap of our earlier games today, and a preview of the three contests coming up tomorrow. We'll also take a look at what else is going on in the world of sports. Halftime here in the Class B Final, York 17. Omaha's got nothing on ESPN.
3: for you.
2: And welcome back to the State High School Football Championships here on ESPN 1460 and 1550. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, our producer engineer, Jeff Ekstrom. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business and residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. Class B, state final, at the half. It's the York Dukes 17 and the Omaha Scouts Skyhawks nothing. York 202 yards of offense in the first half, 50 for Omaha Scott. Time of possession in this football game today. A couple of times have been a little weird out there, but York uh, has taken care of that as well. Just not a whole lot uh, in this game. Three first downs for Scott. And then a lot more for York, uh, positive-wise. They have 10 here in the first half. Also, it's Monday night football. The Atlanta Falcons 14, the Seattle Seahawks 7 as they approach the end of the first quarter in Seattle. Well, Larry Baker, uh, we had couple of games earlier today and we'll kind of get into what else is going on before we come back to our contest but uh, just a quick assumption or a quick little uh, breakdown of what you saw here in this first half that was dominated by york after they had to punt the first two times
4: yeah what i would say doug it really kind of boils down to two things york is doing exactly uh what they've done all year and who they are glenn snodgrass uh Uh, has has built a team here that's fast, it's physical. And I would say when you look at Garrett Snodgrass on the season, he has accounted for just over 50% of York's total offense. Right now he's got 123 of their 202 yards completely on schedule. York's been playing great defense. It's a shutout completely on schedule. When you go to Omaha, Scott Catholic, they have 50 total yards, Doug they are they've rushed the ball for 34 yards completely off schedule of who they are
2: well earlier today uh, both eight man champions were crowned we started in class D1 where East Butler was just a little too much uh, for South Loop today and South Loop kind of their own worst enemy with six turnovers in that football game
4: yeah and, and you know not only did they turn it over six times i really think the difference was clearly um South Loop couldn't run the ball. They couldn't get Rush going, which they've done all year. So that was the big piece. But East Butler made a lot of mistakes in that first half, and South Loop never made them pay not a single time for those mistakes. And every time uh, South Loop made one of those mistakes, East Butler cashed it in, and that really was a difference. And, and the other piece, East Butler's line just flat out was better than South Loop's line.
2: And South Loop, you know, they had all these statistical advantages in the first half, but the turnovers ate them up. They were down 22 to 6 at half. All the turnovers, they had four, and East Butler had three, but East Butler took three of those four turnovers and turned them into points. And yeah. A couple of the turnovers for South Loop were deep in, their own, in, in East Butler territory, including throwing a pick in the end zone.
4: Yeah, South Loop had every opportunity legitimately to win that game today and like we said they just they they made mistakes east butler capitalized on them and when east butler uh spit the bit south loop wasn't there to do so and you know they they ran rush over 35 times today and uh it it wasn't until the very end when uh he had a couple runs against their jvs that he put very many yards it was only about 90 yards or 80 yards against uh Uh, and and man, that's, that's a lot of tough running when you have to run it that many times. Well, you take a look at, uh, how things broke down in that football
2: game, final score of 36 to 14 East Butler coming away, uh, with the victory today and South loop, as coach Schwartz said at halftime, we're doing things we haven't done all year. And that kind of continued in the second half.
4: Yeah, and that's the tough piece is, you know, you talk about it when you get here, and it's, you know, who's able to manage this piece, uh, all the excitement. You know, you had the whole last week uh, with that type of excitement, knowing that you're coming here and who can play and eliminate those things. And this was the first time they'd done that, and the first time they'd really been tested in such a way. And you hate to have it happen on this stage, but it did. And Dalton Bohawk had a great
2: game today. He was 10 of 14 passing for 192 yards and five touchdowns in the contest. He also ran for 79 yards, and that was after being knocked out for a series at the end of the first quarter of play.
4: Yeah, Bohawk, I mean, he was a stud all year. Uh, The offensive numbers that he had put up, you know, 3,700 offensive yards or whatever it was, just a staggering number. And East Butler never panicked. You know, he went out for a couple series. It was like two or three series that he was out. East Butler didn't panic. They continued to do what they were doing.
2: And then, uh, as you mentioned, Jack Rush, 15 out of 29 for 193 yards and two touchdowns. He ran the ball 18 times for 52 yards in the ball game. Cade Connell, six carries, 160 yards and a touchdown. Jace Connell caught one in the last few seconds uh, to make the score look a little bit more respectful. And then Bruning Davenport, Shickley, uh, when you saw how bad they beat Fall City Sacred Heart, you kind of thought, can they do that today? And uh, they took care of Blue Hill, 58-23. to 23.
4: Yeah, a minute ago when I said Rush rushed it for over 30 yards for under 100, I actually meant uh, Rouse, the quarterback for Blue Hill. It's the third game I've done today. It's got a lot of kids in my head. But, uh, no, Doug, the, that was the strangest game I have ever seen because in that game, Blue Hill, the exact recipe they needed to have happened, happened. They ran over 70 plays. They held the ball literally for three-quarters of the game. Burning Davenport-Shickley only had the ball for 13 minutes and only ran 36 plays in that game, Doug. So if you tell me that's how this thing's going to turn out, that is the exact recipe for Blue Hill because they play smash-mouth football. They want to hold the ball and keep it away from you, and all they did was give up over 50 points. Well, and you had
2: Christensen, the quarterback, who had thrown for like 1,300 and some yards this year. We were expecting, and this is a rarity, but you're expecting a BDS to be able to throw the ball. And uh, just hearing from the coaches at halftime and and later on, you know what they did is uh, Blue Hill was prepared for that, and so they burned him with the run, and Christensen uh, was just scoring almost every time he took off and ended up with 16 carries, 207 yards, and four touchdowns rushing. And then the senior, Thomas Mick, got loose on three long runs, six carries, 142 yards. And three touchdowns for Mick in the game today. Uh, 399 total in rushing category for BDS. And Blue Hill uh, ends their undefeated season here today.
4: Yeah, BDS had three kids rush for over 100 yards. I want to say on the entire game, they ended up with like a 13-yard average. Something like that did BDS. So just really eye-popping box scores. But I still will say Blue Hill, what a tremendous season and they, you know, there's not very many more fans over there right now for York than there was for Blue Hill today. We commented on Blue Hill traveled so well; they really support their program. And uh, congratulations to uh, Coffee and and uh, the Blue Hill Bobcats. Our state football playoff coverage on Platte River Radio and
2: ESPN is brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. It is the Class B state high school football final at the half. York seventeen. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. Back here at the University of Nebraska Memorial Stadium. Not a bad day for a little high school football. Tomorrow we have got three more games going on. Larry, let's take a quick look at all of those. It starts with C1 and again, uh, I think a lot of people think that that's not going to be close because it says Norfolk Catholic on one of the jerseys and we've got One thing this year, we've got some teams, whether they're the favorite or not, like Omaha Scud, we've got some teams down here in Omaha Scud, Omaha North, North Norfolk Catholic, BDS, uh, go up and down the list that have been here a lot of times. And uh, tomorrow, Norfolk Catholic will take on Boone Central Newman Grove.
4: Well, here's what I'll tell you about that game. I actually think it's, uh, well, all these games we're going to talk about for tomorrow will kind of fit in this bill, but it's maybe the most interesting, and here's why. You've got Norfolk Catholic coming in here. Beller's going to try to win his 10th state championship. I mean, and they're really good. They've got the fastest guy in the state of Nebraska on their team. Their tailback, he's won four gold medals at state track. I mean, they're really good. They also beat uh, uh, Boone Central Newman Grove earlier this year. by It was around 10-ish, something like that. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Boone Central Newman Grove is a good football team. They're ri- they're that they kind of taken on the personality of their coach. They're tough. They play good defense, but here's what I'll tell you. Of course, Mark Hudson uh, from Shelton played at UNK uh, coached at Ravenna for a long time. So our listening area, very familiar with Mark, a couple things about Mark that is somewhat interesting. First of all, it's almost as if he kind of doesn't like life. He's kind of always angry and surly and uh, he lives to coach football. But what he is is a great defensive coach. And Doug, he's one of those guys that never forgets anything. And, And here's the thing. He played Norfolk Catholic this year. So it's not a matter of watching film. He knows specifically how his guys match up to theirs. And Mark will be good at building a plan. I do believe that Boone Central Newman Grove has a tremendous chance to win this game tomorrow. 48-35, 48-35, to
2: 35, the first meeting of the year between the teams in Week 4. And as you said, Dylan Couts, so quick out there for the Norfolk Catholic Knights. And uh, for Norfolk Catholic, they are undefeated. Boone Central Newman-Groves' other loss was to Wayne in Week 2, 34-30. But uh, they have come back. Auburn, Boys Town, Pierce in the playoffs, while Norfolk Catholic beat Bishop Newman, beat Aquinas beat Wahoo, I said before the playoffs started, I think a lot of people believe that the North Fork Catholic Aquinas winner in the quarterfinals was was the champion, was going to win it, no matter who they played.
4: Yeah, and it's awesome. They both go to C2 next year, so we can play them.
2: And then in C2, you've got some fresh blood. UTAN uh, has gotten off to rough starts the last couple of years, but they have found a way to go deep in the playoffs. And after starting 0-3, they've won nine in a row, and they'll take on Centennial, who uh, last year that was a rough one uh, in the opening round for these guys.
4: Yeah, here's the interesting piece is uh, there's lots of familiarity here, but UTAN started 0-2 last year. They were beaten by Centennial. They were beaten by Centennial in week one. They were beaten by Battle Creek in week two, and uh, they were able to right the ship, reeled off all those games, and then came back and beat Centennial – uh, in the first round of the playoffs. This year it was a little different. They lose to Centennial Week 1. They lose to Battle Creek Week 2. And not being able to really kind of uh, come back from that, the, the weird loss for them this year is they lose to Logan View in Week 3. And that was the one that didn't necessarily make sense uh, for U Ten. But from there, they have done nothing but be on a mission. And they've just kind of pounded everybody. Most people thought Stanton was maybe the best team at one time. Utan goes and blasts Stanton in the first round of the playoffs. They avenge their loss to Battle Creek last week in the state semis. So now tomorrow they're going to play num- the, the team that's really been rated number one in all of uh, or the majority of the polls all year in Centennial. Whom you're going to get the same thing as last year, where you'll beat them in the regular season. Now Centennial's got to do it on the big stage. Utan is hot. One other thing to think about in tomorrow's C2 game, Doug, this weather's going to stink. A lot of wind tomorrow. It's going to be very, very cold. And Centennial runs a lot of spread, a lot of RPO. They want to throw the ball. Uh, they've lost one of their best players in Prahushka. I don't think he's playing. So th- this game will be very interesting because Centennial is clearly better, but UTAN is hot. They're big, tough, mean uh, so this will be a good football game.
2: And again, the earlier game uh, was in week two that uh, Centennial won by a score of 28 to 25. And of course, well, the game that we're looking forward to, Carney High. Going for their second ever state championship we will hit the air at 6 30 tomorrow here on espn and classic hits 98.9 fm kickoff is set for seven fifteen. they have not had a whole lot of luck playing omaha north one of the reasons is omaha north has been really good and north is in the finals for the fifth time in the last six years
4: yeah doug and you know you and i did the state quarterfinal game last year. Uh, in Omaha, and I still thought Carney competed well in that game. This is a different Carney team. It's a really good Carney team. Uh, Like everybody this time of year, maybe a little banged up. Both of these teams are going to want to run the ball. Carney's got to find that defense has risen to every challenge this year. They've got to stop Xander Gray and Milton Sarbaugh. These two guys are great running backs. Lots of speed. Lots of thump. Carney's offense has to continue to do what it's done. It's not been great at anything. And it's not been bad at anything. They're able to throw it well enough, and they're able to run it. And the emergence of Miko changes things. Because now, Carney, the one thing that you haven't had against these Omaha North deals, as we've talked about, Carney hasn't been able to match that lightning bolt speed that Omaha North brings. And let me tell you right now, Miko Mazner can match anybody's speed in the state of Nebraska.
2: And Creighton Prep shows that if you line up and just blast Carney, you have an opportunity That's the one thing that has given the defense problems
4: this year. And it's the one thing they're going to see tomorrow night about 45 times.
2: And you talked about the weather. Well, tomorrow, kickoff for the C1 game at 10 a.m., probably about as nice as it's going to be all day. 40 degrees, but 22-mile-an-hour winds. We kick off about the time of uh, C2, 41 degrees, 20-mile-an-hour winds. Kickoff tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, 30 degrees, 8-mile-an-hour winds. So, Maybe it won't feel quite as bad, but, you know, it hasn't been perfect uh, throughout the Class A playoffs
4: either, so we'll see, and uh, maybe that plays a little bit into Carney's hands. See, I think it does, and the thing is, I mean, those have been, you and I have done all of those games at Foster Field, and it's been pretty miserable, every one of them. We will take a look at the first-half stats of
2: our Class B final, Omaha, Scut, and York. It's York 17, Scut nothing when we return on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. It was uh, one of the best days of my life. Made me forget about all that bad stuff that had happened.
5: And I can't help but be incredibly proud because I never thought I'd have a chance to have a First Mother's Day or hold my baby.
2: It just makes the love stronger. We are on in Cara
5: And our son Graham was born at Mary Lanning.
3: Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration.
2: Welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation halftime Report. Here's a look at the first half numbers. First off for Omaha Scott, Ben Zock, five carries, 22 yards. Jake Archer, three carries, eight yards. Quarterback Ben Seavers, four carries, three yards. And then Jared Epperson, one carry, one yard. 13 rushing attempts, 34 yards. Through the air so far in this football game, Ben Sievers has put it up seven times, completed two of those, and had an interception so 16 yards total you get that through the air you get 34 on the ground that is only 50 total yards here in the first half good enough for three first downs they are one of five on third down conversions as far as the penalties go one penalty for five yards for omaha Scott for york Running the football, Garrett Snodgrass, 16 carries, 116 yards and a touchdown. Simon Odie, 12 carries, 49 yards. They did have a team fumble, so 29 rushing attempts, 163 yards for York. Through the air, Nick Westcamp, 2 of 4 for 32 yards and a touchdown pass. And Garrett Snodgrass, 1 for 1 for 7 yards. So as a team through the air, 3 of 5, 39 yards. Put that on to the 163 yards of rushing, 202 yards of total offense in the first half. Good enough for 10 first downs for York. They are three of six on third down conversions. Penalties, they have two for 30 yards here in the first half. And by the way, all three receptions for York are to Brady Danielson. Yeah, the ball's not getting spread around really with York. Take a look at what's going on defensively because we can. Omaha Scutts led by Jake Archer with eight tackles in this football game. And then you look over at York, and it's Dylan Rader, who has four tackles. It's very low because York uh, has had the ball more. They have seen Scott run less plays. Snodgrass, Maypoop, and have three. Odie, Staferski, Cast all have two in this football game. And Jeb Lucas came away with an interception in the end zone. In the final 40 seconds of the half.
4: Well, Doug, you bring up a really important point. Scuts only ran 20 plays so far in this game. That's not enough for the way they do things. You have been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime
2: Report. For a quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. At the half in the Class B State Championship game, it is York 17 Omaha's got nothing back with the second half in a minute on ESPN Radio.
0: located in Sutton.
5: Hybrids alone cannot raise your yields. Kurt Lucas Savage of Farwell and Big Cobb Hybrids will provide you with leading seed products, grower specific service, and crop planning. Big Cobb Hybrids hybrid placement can take your profitability to the next level. Not only does Big Cobb Hybrids produce, sell, and deliver the highest quality seed, they share all their seed quality information with you, their customers, through their Max Stand program. Big Cobb Hybrids decisions are made locally and they remain committed to the families they serve. Call Kurt at 308-750-5853.
2: Some points being put up in Monday Night Football. The Falcons 21, the Seahawks 10 with 8-11 to go in the second quarter. That seemed just kind of a only a one-and-a-half point favorite for Seattle. That seemed a little weird, and there's one of the reasons why. Our scoring drives, all the points coming in the second quarter. The teams combined for four punts, two each in the first quarter. It was Jory Luther getting York on the board with a 36-yard field goal. 10:03 to go in the second quarter. After that 60-yard Garrett Snodgrass run, made it three to nothing. Then, after a seven-yard punt by Omaha Scutt gave the Dukes the ball at the 36-yard line of the Skyhawks. They were able to move it right down the field and a one-yard quarterback keeper by Garrett Snodgrass. You add the kick by Luther, and it's ten to nothing with 4:25 to go in quarter number two. And after a shutting down. The uh, Scott Skyhawks yet again, a 26-yard touchdown pass from West Camp to Danielson. Luther made the kick, 38 seconds to go, 17 to nothing. Your score at the half, and that's where we're at. to we start the third quarter of play, and York's going to have to boot the ball away here. Larry Baker, what are you expecting here off this first series, especially for Scott?
4: Well, two things. One, what adjustments did Scott make? And Mazury Mapu, did he stiffen up? in that uh timeout or in that half long halftime because that will matter for Scott when he's been in there. It's been tough to run that option game. So here we go, ready to start the third
2: quarter. Luther another little pooch kick. That is headed out of bounds.
4: Yeah. Well the deal is maybe they just don't want him to uh touch it, uh JD Darrell. I'm not sure. They've been able to boot it through the back of the end zone. So what is the adjustment? An option offense always will be able to go back and look at it and say, okay, A, B, C, and D, where do we go with it now?
2: So the Skyhawks will take the ball at the 35-yard line, first down and 10, and in case you missed a little bit, uh, after that last touchdown in the second quarter, York Pooch kicked it, had a face-max and a personal foul, 30 yards and penalty, and then, of course, Scott threw an interception on the very next play in the end zone so first down and 10 out of the base I formation here for quarterback ben sievers pitch play right side for Zack zock tries to get to the outside he gets to the
4: sideline and pushed out of bounds at the 38 yard line so a gain of three okay now that there's something different they've run that toss to the field side always they take that receiver and put him all the way on the other side of the numbers and that time what they did is they motioned the tight end to the boundary side and then ran it to the boundary. Uh, so there's something different, only about three yards, but that broke a tendency from the first half.
2: So it'll be second down and seven. Twins to the left. They'll go out of the shotgun with both backs flanking Ben sievers And Severs wants to go with a quick little wide receiver now, and he drops it. And York was all over it anyway. I don't think that was going anywhere, trying to get it to Jake Zeppelin. But it'll be third down now and seven. And a lot of third and long so far in this game for Omaha. Skeet. And one of the reasons is because they're two of eight passing the ball.
4: Yeah, and they're three first downs in the entire game. And it just is tough to get first downs with this kind of offense when you're third and behind the chains like this.
2: That's where the coach talks about execution. Well, we called a good play, but we underthrow throw the ball and drop it third down now and seven Sievers under center twins to the left straight back to pass looking for that sideline route, and it is going to be caught first down at the 49 yard line
4: beautiful pass out there
2: to Darrow.
4: yeah that was a really nice throw there doug they ran the deep corner route and that's gonna be that's a tough throw to make and i want to say uh one of the york defenders maybe tipped it Nope, just missed.
2: Darrow's able to finally get a first down here. It'd been a while for the Skyhawks, and with that great field position to start the second half, you didn't want to go three and out. Now they have it first and 10 at their own 49-yard line. Seavers base-eye formation, fakes the fullback, gives to the eye back off the right side. There's absolutely nowhere to go, planted behind the line of scrimmage is Zoc. they'll give him progress to the 47, but that's still a loss of two.
4: Yeah, Ben Mahorn makes a great play there, Doug, from his... Uh, defensive end spot, the pulling guard flat whiffed.
2: Yeah, Mohorn has got back there a couple of times in this football game for two solo stops behind the line of scrimmage.
4: Yeah, really nice job.
2: Second out in 12 now for the Skyhawks at their own 47-yard line. First minute of the third quarter, York up 17 to nothing. Staying out of the eye with the fullback, Jake Archer, wanting to throw to the right flat. And it is
4: for Darrow, but it is too wide and incomplete.
2: So Jeez, it'll be third down throws. and long
4: again. Those are hard throws. I mean, it's tough to make a living on those in the NFL, let alone in high school.
2: As a non-coach, Larry, from my perspective, that's what you came up with at halftime? Yeah, so far. I, I'm, I, I mean, that's I, what you came up with? That, that can't be very uplifting if that, is, if that is your base play two times in a row here. Third down and 12. Seavers rolls to his left. Throws back across his body, and it is going to be dropped at the 45-yard line. It would have been short of the first down. All over the coverage that time was Jory Luther trying again to get it into the hands of their big man
4: across the middle of the football field. And Jory Luther did a great job being very physical as the ball got there. That helped that ball out.
2: Austin Ash just couldn't get to it. And Scott's going to have to punt the football away.
4: Yeah, so you get the first down, and then you go backwards on your next series of uh, plays.
2: So a chance to maybe get a return here for the York Dukes. Snap good. The kick is away. And again, a low wobbler taken at the 21-yard line, and fair caught there by Tyler Cast. York didn't necessarily have great field position outside of the shank punt in the first half. A lot of uh, inside the 20, and this will be at the 21-yard line. But the Dukes come out, get the ball, stop Omaha scut. No excitement for the Skyhawks to start the second half. York up with the ball
4: 17-0. Yeah, and here, if you're York, you're up 17 to nothing. you want to grind this thing out, run the ball, run the clock, and just be mean with it and demoralize Omaha scut and put them away.
2: And really, I think if they get one more score, it's over the way York is taking care of the football. And, of course, a little TV timeout here again, a chance to remind you our field conditions are brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed, science with service delivering success. You're at Memorial Stadium. The field's perfect, and as weather like this is about as good as it can be for late November.
4: Yeah, and this is as good a football as we've seen on this field in a while. There, Thank you. <laughs>
2: I think Scott would disagree. Well,
4: I suppose. They, they would like to get a
2: little offense going here, but uh, they're going to need their defense to probably make something happen the way that we've seen this game. Snodgrass will be in as the quarterback. He will send his fullback in motion and follow him around the right side, looking for Odie to make a block. He does. He gets across the 25 to the 26, a gain of five, again, there's sometimes, from the broadcaster's perspective, Larry, I've said it numerous times, that didn't look like much. It was five. Yeah, that means a lot of the times it looks even better.
4: Yeah, and the thing is that O-linemen are just doing a good job there. They're just reach blocking and just running their feet, running their feet, and as that happens, that thing just keeps bowing. And 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 this is what I would do because you're not wrong in that, Doug. This thing gets to 24 nothing, and York can control the ball uh, it would be tough for uh, the Skyhawks to score those points. But when they score, they have to kick it back off to York. And York, in a single drive, even when they punt, can take two to three, four minutes off the clock.
2: Nick Westcamp will be back in under center. A lot of the times that they put the wide outs, they're always to the short side of the field. Straight draw to Odie up the middle, or blast, or ISO is what you'd like to call it, right? Yep, that's an ISO. Straight ISO, ISO straight up the middle.
4: Yep, you're going to lead the fullback on that inside linebacker. You're isolating on him
2: going to be a gain of three. It'll be a
4: third down and two at the York 29-yard line.
2: Only 90 seconds into the third quarter. The Dukes are up 17 to nothing. Looking to get another play in here that will garner a first down. West Camp will be under center. His twin wide receivers are both to the right. I formation. Give it to Odie. Right side has a little C, but I don't think he's going to get it. He crossed the 30, but he's got to get to the 31. It's going to be fourth and a half a yard, and you can kind of hear the Scut fans below us making a little bit of noise here that they may I
4: have forced it to run No, it is a fourth. I mean, it is fourth and so short. One of those where York knows they can get it,
2: but they're going to send out the punt team.
4: Yeah. You have to. Yeah, no question.
2: And you're up 17 to nothing. Yeah. as Mason Connor will come in to uh, punt the football away. So far in this game, he has punted it twice for an average of 36 and a half yards. And back to return, it'll be Jackson Gordon. Taking as much time as he can off the play clock. They'll snap it with two, and the kick is away, but that's not too much on the good side for Mason Connor. They had max protect in and kind of had to loft the snap up over the max protect, and then he took a couple steps, like, to rugby punt it. And it went straight up in the air.
4: He was in big trouble if he doesn't get that thing kicked. There was heat coming.
2: And the ball will be marked just across midfield. It's a 21-yard punt. And first down and 10 for Omaha. Scott, 9-17 to go in the third quarter. York, 17. Omaha, Scott, nothing.
4: Well, and the thing is, it's kind of a win, Scott. Uh gives it up on their first possession but they were able to get it right back from york i mean uh this quarter seems to be moving a little slower
2: going for their fourth state championship some work to do here for scott and they will be knocked down behind the line of scrimmage again here with jake archer
4: Yeah, you're just seeing the D-line of the Dukes not giving up any ground. They're holding their ground, and then the rally out of this Duke team is unbelievable. I mean, all of these York defenders just rally like crazy to the ball.
2: York has never won a state football championship. The only time they have been here was with Coach Snodgrass four years ago, the runner-up to this exact same program, Omaha Scott. Second down and 12, Severs toss, pitch, trying to get to the outside, Archer. Archer gets a little blocked and shakes a tackle into York Territory to the 47, maybe the 46, a gain of five, and it'll be third
4: down and eight. Yeah, he does a nice job. Wyatt Cast was there initially. That's a big deal, Doug. Right now you've got Audie that just went down on the sideline. They got him up fairly quickly. He was able to go off. That that could be a deal where it's his hand or something like that.
2: He's got that big wrap on the left elbow, left arm over there, and it looks like maybe they're just going to readjust that. It'll be third down and five here for Omaha Scutt at their own, or excuse me, at the York 45-yard line, just short of the 45. They need to get inside the 41 for a first down. Trailing 17 to nothing and 8-10 to go in the third. Seavers under center, four wideouts toss it, left side, Archer, Archer got the first down with a good hard run pulls a couple of York Dukes with him to the 38-yard line, a gain of seven.
4: And Scott's had a fair amount of running success with that just straight toss being able to get it out there that's a big first down, you get a fresh set of downs, you're in positive territory here
2: Scott's going to have to do something I mean, it doesn't take that long, we saw this earlier today uh, in the one of the eight-man games, you thought, well, if they punch one in here, we got a ball game, and next thing you know, you exchange punts or exchange scores, and you're under six minutes. First down and 10 at the 38. Seavers, hands off right side. Archer gets across the 35 to the 34, a gain of four. It'll be second down and six, seven and a half to go in the third quarter. 17-0 York State Football Playoffs brought to you in part by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton.
4: Yeah, and you don't ever get very many plays uh, down the road without seeing a little veer option, and you saw it there again. Uh, he always, Coach Terminal, always come back to his roots.
2: Second and seven. Archer again, the only man in the backfield. They've decided to take care of business by getting Zock out of there, and the quarterback, Ben Sievers wants to keep it on a read option right side, and York had both of them covered. It didn't matter if he handed it or if he ran it. He's going to pick up a couple to the 32.
4: Yeah, Mohorn absolutely crushed the fullback there, and the ball came out. But as you said, the linebackers had done a good enough job playing off the offensive linemen. They took away the quarterback as well.
2: Third down and four. Scott with an important drive here with six and a half to go in the third quarter, 17 nothing York. Sievers long count tried to draw him off, didn't, pitched it out to Archer, and he is wrapped up immediately by Wyatt Cast. I mean, that was a toss sweep, and cast. almost got there before the ball did, and you knew it was four-down territory, but on third and four, you hope to get a little. Now instead, you're going to drop a couple, and it's
4: going to be fourth down and six. They, something had to be awry there, Doug, because that was an uncovered D-end. He was out there on air, and they just ran quick pitch right to him.
2: Well, here we are, Omaha Scott, our first fourth down attempt of the ball game. Fourth down and six at the York 35-yard line, 34-yard line. Darrow in motion. Fake the handoff left, fake it right, roll right, roll right, and it's going to be batted down at the line of scrimmage by the big man. Mazery Mapu knocks it down at the line of scrimmage. Snodgrass was in the area coverage as well but they tried to just go a little drag route out there to the tight end from the left side, and he never had an opportunity as they were looking for Austin Ash.
4: Yeah, and they ran levels. They ran the backside tight end on top and the near tight end underneath. They tried to pull the guard out there, and Mapu just did a great job. He followed his guard, and it took him right into the play.
2: York looking really good right here. A Garrett Snodgrass touchdown run, a West Camp, the Danielson touchdown pass. Luther got the scoring going with a field goal. Now they go back to that look, that dead tee that we saw to start the ball game, and Snodgrass just tries to grind his way forward, crosses the 35, out to the 37, a gain of three, and the most important part, again, even though it's only mid-third, stay in bounds and let that clock run because why else are you running this dead tee formation?
4: Yeah, well, the thing is, is as we said, York can take time off the clock, even if they're not putting points up. They will take time off the clock just by how they do things.
2: This is KXPN Carney, KICS Hastings, and PlattRiverPreps.com. You can check us out streaming, brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney Lexington, Holdridge, and Lincoln. Snodgrass again trying to find some room, and he turns
4: the corner, and there's nobody there. Garrett Snodgrass 63 yards touchdown Dukes yeah he was incredibly patient there Doug he hit he turned the corner he went to hit the gas the block hadn't set it up so he literally comes almost to a stop the block sets up and he punched it
2: I mean it looked like he got the corner and then was just going to eat it going out of bounds and get the five yard gain and there was only one man left to beat him and I think The defensive back for Scott saw the same thing. Okay, we've got him sealed. He's out of bounds. And the next thing you know, he turns on a dime. And the last 50 yards was just a sprint to the end zone. And now Luther comes in for the extra point. Wait for the snap. Good placement down. The boot is away. And the boot is Good. Our five points bank touchdown. The second touchdown run of the night for Garrett Snodgrass but this one from 63 yards away. Five points bank, the better bank in Kearney. 451 to go in the third. York 24, Omaha's got nothing.
3: Five points bank.
2: As we come back, Luther pooches the kick again and again kicks it out of bounds, and it'll be a decent starting field possession here for Omaha. Scut. I was scratching my head a little bit uh, the last couple of times they did this, but let's face it, Larry, Scut's not moving the football. It doesn't matter where they start on the field. They have 79 yards of total offense with 4.51 to go in the third quarter.
4: Yeah, right now, York's doing it on purpose. They're saying we're not going to give you the shock play we're going to let you get yourself back in it by running a kickback.
2: Yeah, we don't want Gordon or Darrow to get a chance here. We're not going to pooch it in the middle.
4: That's burned as before.
2: We're not going to squib it.
4: Doug, Omaha scud only has 79 total yards in a game that we are at the 451 mark of the third quarter. But it's been stifling defense that's done it for York. Look what they did to uh, Elkhorn South last week.
2: Three out of 12 through the air for 27 yards. First down and 10 here for the Skyhawks. Severs wants to throw again. Sprints out and fires it to his tight end, uh, Tyler Skardski, but there's not much there about a three-yard gain to the 39-yard line.
4: Yeah, that was just a speed out from the tight end.
2: Our state high school football playoff coverage brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Health Care, Your Care, Our Inspiration, a triple header coming your way tomorrow. We will hit the airwaves at 10 a.m. for a 10-15 kick between Boone, Central Newman Grove, and Norfolk Catholic in C1. We'll hit the air at 230 for a 245 kick. U10 and Centennial in C2. Out of the eye. Seavers gets it back to Zock, trying to bounce off a couple of defenders. He's hit by one, two, three, and finally is able to get a yard on the play, and it'll be third down and five. And Of course, don't want to forget tomorrow night, pregame, 630 kickoff, 715 for the Class A final, Kearney and Omaha North.
4: Yeah, and, and what you're seeing here right now with York, Doug, is, is everybody's staying in their gaps. They're not getting blown off the ball, so Scud's having to bounce this thing around, and then York just flows to the ball.
2: Almost the complete opposite of the meeting four years ago. Third down and five. They want to throw again. Seavers has time. Going to take a shot down the field for Darrow, and he dropped it at the 25 in stride. That was a perfect throw from Seavers. Darrow finally got his shot down the field. And we've seen it throughout the state football finals today. It just went through his hands.
4: Yeah, I mean, that was touchdown city. Terman even had to take the visor off there on that one.
2: The ball may have just been a little bit on the hash instead of leading him there. But, I mean, it was he dro- all day long. Catch that.
4: Yeah, they just showed it on the replay. And he dropped it, pulling it in. Yeah, he had it
2: sick on that one. Bad break there for Scott, and now they'll have to punt it away. And this kick will be a high short hanger that is fair caught at the 27-yard line, so a 33-yard punt. That's been right around the Scott average. And York leading it 24 nothing with 3.23 to go in the third quarter. We'll have it first and 10 at their own 28 in total control. And you love that when you're on the right side of a game. You are in total control right now for York. And by by saying that, Larry, I mean, they can afford a mistake, and they're going to still be in total control. Yeah,
4: right now what I would do is I'd stay in that full house backfield and I'd just ride Snodgrass. He's got 19 carries for 187, Doug. I mean, I make that about 29 carries to finish this (laughs) game.
2: And again, a 60 and a 63-yard run mixed in there. So he's had a pretty good football game, and now we have got – Whistles before the... Yeah,
4: I think that's procedure on York. I've seen Snodgrass get down and move his feet multiple times. When he gets down as a tight end, he moves his feet, and you can't do that.
2: So a five-yard penalty here. Haven't had a whole lot of penalties in this football game on either team. That's the. In fact, that's the first penalty that York has had outside of that pooch kick at the very end of the second quarter where they had two penalties on the same play. That's only the second in-game penalty that we've had, one on each side. Outside of the face mask personal foul back-to-back on the same play. West camp in, turns, hands it to Odie. Over the left side has a hole across the 25 to the 30. He'll get to the 31-yard line, a gain of eight. York's
4: wearing them out. They're going to break another one. York's going to break another one. You could just see that right there.
2: And we've seen it a couple of times today already. Uh, Teams come in undefeated, have had great seasons, and then all of a sudden you find yourself behind by a couple, three scores, and it just snowballs on you. West Camp stays as quarterback, turns, hands it to Odie, has the first down to the 36-yard. No, he does not have the first down. Excuse me. I thought it was two yards to go. It was six yards to go, and it's going to be third down and two.
4: Yeah, and this is the season, if you're York, when you start it, you know you're going to be pretty good and you feel good about things, but how do we ever beat big, bad Elkhorn South? And they blast you in the first week. And just being able to stay the course, I think that's very impressive by this York team.
2: We had a chance to talk with Glenn Snodgrass on the Doug and Daddy Show Friday. He just says we've improved so, so much. And here's Snodgrass out of that dead tee, takes the direct snap. This time, Scut's all over it, and no
4: gain. It'll be fourth down in a punting situation again for the Dukes. Yeah, they shot gaps there, and uh, those York offensive linemen weren't able to reach block anybody. It was a really good job by the Scutt defense.
2: 150 to go, and counting here in the third quarter, York with the quarter's only score, a 63-yard touchdown run around the right side, and right in front of the York bench down the sidelines to make it 24 to nothing. Now ready to put the ball away is Mason Connor. Again, Using all the clock that he can use, play clock now under five. They're going to call timeout. And York's going to call the timeout with a minute 22 to go. I think that's our first time out brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, serving you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing in you. 122 to go in the third quarter of the Class B State Final. York getting ready to punt, but it's York 24. Omaha's got nothing.
3: The sinister cries haunted Mary through the night. Dawn neared, and still the voice tormented her. She ran towards the safety of her car, flung open the door. <laughs> And a coyote had somehow gotten locked inside. But the damaged interior was covered thanks to farmers' insurance. Coyote Carpool, August 1st, 2015. Talk to a farmers' agent. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. This is
5: Brandy with the Simonson Agency. Come see me today and see if you are getting the best value. Located in the strip mall west of Apple Market in Kearney
2: And the punt is in the air here by Mason Connor as we come back to play. Nearly blocked. It's a 34-yarder that is going to be hauled in at the 32-yard line. So first and 10, Omaha scut. And it's last call here for scut, Larry. Uh, The number of possessions probably match the number of scores that they need.
4: Well, yeah, because into that fourth quarter, you're going to see York really start to take the air out of the ball. I mean, what they've done all night. But you've only got 13 minutes and 14 seconds of game time left here, and you've got 84 total yards of offense.
2: So first down and 10 at their own 32-yard line. Severs will be out of the shotgun. He'll take the snap, five-step drop, has time, throws over the middle, and just no one to get it to. He was looking for his six tight end in Skradsky, but he was well covered.
4: Yeah, there was nobody open there. That was as good as throwing it away.
2: So it'll be second down and 10.
4: And York's doing a really good job. They're running a lot of complex coverages where they're passing receivers off. They're not chasing things. And you have to do that against an option team because if you play a bunch of man and that kind of stuff, you get ran off, and then that option game really gets you. Second down
2: and 10. Scott, no success offensively tonight. Four of 15 through the air, and you're going to have to do a little of that to come back in this ball game. And now we are going to have a delay game penalty, it would appear, as the back judge throws the flag and a five-yard back up here. So that's the second time that has happened in the ball game, and those are the only penalties that Scott has.
4: Yeah, and that's tough when you've got a play clock. That giant play clock is right in front of you and just not seeing it.
2: So the ball will be marked back at the 27-yard line, second and 15. Omaha, Scott. Just five first downs in this ball game. Through a pick in the end zone. Just nothing going the way of the Skyhawks here this evening in the Class B final. Had a little screen out here to the wide receiver. Completed to the hands of Jackson Gordon. Shakes and bakes, makes a man miss. Gets up the field to the 35 to the 36. So he's able to pick up nine yards on the play. And after that penalty, of course, it's
4: third down and long. Yeah, and it's I mean, this is where they've been all night in these third and longs. And, you know, this Omaha scut football team is a really good football team. Doug York is making them look bad.
2: York is showing who the best team in class B is here tonight. Third down and six at their own 35 yard line in motion is Zeppelin from right to left. covering man to man. Option read. And the quarterback, Severs, wanted to pitch it. Instead, he comes up the field and will be hit short of the first down. At the 39-yard line, it's going to be fourth down and three. And omaha Scott, now, you kind of got to make a decision well, here. Well, you can't pun is, it. Well, they've had trouble getting three. Yeah, you can't punt it. They're going to get the quarter break to decide it, though, because the final few seconds... Are off the clock here, and we're three quarters into the 2017 Class B State Football Championship game. It is all York. The Dukes, 24. The Omaha Scott Skyhawks, nothing on ESPN. Fall sports are here, and your streaming home for all Platte River Radio games is PlatteRiverPreps.com.
0: Games on Classic Hits 98.9, The Breeze 94.5, 1230 AM KHAS, and ESPN 1460-1550 are all available online thanks to Barney Insurance. Along with a sports schedule for future broadcasts so you know we have your team
2: covered. All this at PlatteRiverPreps.com. With our producer engineer, Jeff Ekstrom and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda as we are ready for the fourth quarter of the Class B State Championship game here at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. York 24, omaha Scott nothing, and Scott facing a fourth and three at their own 39, and Larry, looks like they will go for it.
4: Yeah, it makes sense now. I mean, as you said, the number of possessions you're going to get now are so limited. You've got to do this. But this York defense, Doug, has just been stifling. You said it a little bit ago. They've struggled getting three. I'm not so sure what I would call here. Toss, maybe. I mean, they've had some success with that. They're in a twin set, though. They haven't ran it to the twins. Bubble out here to to J.D. Darrow.
2: Here we go on fourth down and three. Severs under center in the eye formation. And that's exactly what they throw and bounce it to the wide receiver, and that wasn't even to Darrow, that was to Jackson Gordon. It is incomplete, and York will take over on downs.
4: Yeah, they ran now screen instead of bubble to the number one receiver, and just like you said, complete bounce past it to him.
2: You know, We talked about it in the first half, how some of the coaches earlier in the day that didn't have much success just said, man, we haven't played like this all year, and that's probably why you make it to a state final, and then you run into somebody that's going to make you do that, and that's exactly what's happened here that, in New York. will take over.
4: That is what's happened.
2: First and 10 at the 39. Turn and hand it to Odie. Odie is going to work his way up the field for four yards here. He'll get to the 35-yard line. It'll be second down and six. Odie, 16 carries, 65 yards. Snodgrass, 20 carries, 187 yards and two touchdowns. Jack Westcamp, a 26 yard, or excuse me, Nick Westcamp, a 26 yard touchdown pass to Brady Danielson. And then, of course, the 36 yard field goal by Jory Luther. And that's the 24 points that are on the board right now for York. Taking their time, getting to the line of scrimmage, still standing above his center he is going to be Westcamp. Now he'll take the snap, turn, hand it off. Snodgrass from left to right gets inside the 30. He tries to stay inbounds, but steps out. At the 27, and that's enough for a first down, a
4: cane of eight for Snodgrass,
2: looking to get over 200 yards here at the
4: state championship. Yeah, they lined him up a quarterback there and just ran sprint out. They ran the backs off one direction and uh, reverse pivoted him, and uh, really nice job. You know, one thing I'd say is sometimes coaches say, well, we just haven't played like this all year. If I'm York and Scott says that, or if I'm York and Scott says that, you know what I say? Because you haven't played us. You know, I mean, like, we've done this to you. This is KXPN
2: Carney, KICS Hastings, PlatteRiverPreps.com. Coverage of the 2017 State Football Championship. Snodgrass stays in at quarterback, pivots to the left, comes forward. Scott has to jump on his back to bring him down. Sam Heffron trying to bring him down at the line of scrimmage, but he drags two or three Scott players forward for another
4: couple of yards it's going to be a gain of four to the 23 second down and six yeah it's 25 seconds every single time and about four or five yards and if i'm york i i do i keep glenn snodgrass in as my quarterback uh, or garrett excuse me and i just want him to touch it on every play and i keep
2: glenn as my coach no question
4: <laughs> second
2: down and six snodgrass takes the snap pitch play Odie. Odie around the left side Bounces off one man, gets to the outside, cuts back 15, gets to the 10, first down and goal. What a nice run that time by Simon Odie. He's yeah. a great running back in his own right. We talked about that. It's going to be a gain down to the 10-yard
4: line, first and goal. No question, Doug. I mean, he, he was stopped dead behind uh, the line of scrimmage and turns that into a big gain. And then he was smart enough to cut it right back into the center of the field uh, so the clock would continue to run. And York is in no hurry, nor should they be.
2: We approach 10 minutes to go in the game.
4: 24 to nothing, York in there. 10 yards away
2: from tacking out another one. Ball on the left hash. Quarterback sneak by Stockgrass. And he's going to pick up a couple to the 8-yard line.
4: I think at this point, three points is enough for him. They're good. And he's just trying to find ways to let this clock run. When you've never won one, You'll do about anything, and you you know, you know, always think there's a chance you won't. This is a big deal for the York Dukes, Doug. People, when I say where they were, I don't know that you could truly believe it. This program was in trouble.
2: Second down and goal at the 8. Snodgrass stays in. Strong to the right. They fumble the snap. The ball's bouncing around on the ground, but it looks like oh, it's still bouncing around. It looks like York does jump on top of it. But that's really no. Scott got it. Scott did get it. Yeah, they
4: went a reverse pivot there, and Archer is able to cover the football. Yeah, the backs ran into each other. The backs just ran into each other. Oh no, Glenn or uh, Garrett never had it coming out of the center. He just never had the ball. We're looking at the replay there.
2: So Scott will recover at the 9, the first York turnover of the football game. So a sliver of hope at least still remains here for the Skyhawks, but they are 91 yards away from dirt, And a pitch play to start things off here out to the left side, and Odie's going to come in and wrap up the tailback in Zock, who crossed the 10 and made it up to the 13-yard line, a gain of 4.
4: Second and six. Yeah, Odie did a great job. He came from all the way on the other side of the field there, Doug. Showed tremendous speed. You know, this York team, I think, overall, is much faster than than Scott Catholic. And I don't know that people would have thought that.
2: It has definitely looked that way tonight. Split out wide to the right is Lewandowski here for Scott. Twins to that side in the I formation. Severs looking right now. Quarterback draw, and he is going to run right into the hands of his big man in the uh, presence of Staferski as he crosses the 15 to the 16. It'll be third down and three. One of the better third down
4: scenarios actually here for Omaha Scott. Yeah. Staferski's 6'4", 300, and he absolutely swallowed the quarterback there. And the New York players saying, come on, crowd, you can warm up. I know we're
2: playing well. It's been quiet for a while. Let's go get some right here. Third down and three. Scud at their own
4: 16.
2: It's a fullback dive, and Archer's going to have it across the 20, just short of the 21-yard line. A gain of five.
4: Yeah, that was straight give. No read to that thing. Move the chains. And see, when Scud can stay on schedule, they did that with relative ease. They've just been so backed up behind the chains tonight. 750
2: and counting to go in the game 24 to nothing york in control out of the shotgun is ben sievers archer flanks him to his right with four wideouts. sievers looks right now looks left has time decides to throw in the middle and it is dropped again the pass was behind the intended receiver in lewandowski But they finally had some time, and he just couldn't hold out of the football.
4: Yeah, and he had it in his hands. It was behind him, but he had it in his hands and dropped it, bringing it forward. And it is nuts. You know, it took to the 750 mark, basically just inside of eight minutes for Scott to get to 100 total yards. That is incredible. I can assure you that hasn't happened in this program's history. Uh I bet it hasn't happened more than twice. So
2: second down and 10, wants to throw again over the middle. Darrow's got it. And then he is hit immediately after a nine-yard gain by Tyler Cast but something that Scott had been looking for for a long, long time. They won it in 13. They won it in 14. They were the runner-up in 16. And it looks like Scott's going to be the runner-up again in 17 because we're down to 7.15 remaining in this football game. 24 to nothing in favor of York. Third down and one. And Seavers just straight blast right side. Archer's got another first down. Gets a couple more after contact
4: to the 33-yard line. gain of three. Yeah, and this is all really good sequence by Omaha Scott. It's what they do, but too little, too late.
2: Again, this was a scoreless quick first quarter. And then 17 points put up in the second. And a 63-yard touchdown run from Garrett Snodgrass in the third, his second of the night. And it's 24-0 York. First down and 10 for Scott at their own 33. Severs drops back deep, deep, wants to throw deep over the middle and incomplete. Boy, Odie was right in front of the play, but was not able to get a hand on it, trying to find his favorite target. Well, Lewandowski, at least on this drive.
4: Yeah, and just crossing routes like crazy. and just can't get them completed. You have to have a lot of timing when you bring people all the way across the uh, field like that.
2: Into the ballgame is Ryan Trout as a wide receiver, way at the top of the formation. On second and 10, rolling out, rolling out, now firing it towards the sidelines, but incomplete, too high that time for Omaha. Scott trying to get it into Jackson Gordon's hands, third and 10 at their own 34.
4: Yeah, and then they just got forced into a spot where they had to start throwing the ball down the field, and now they're behind the chains again.
2: York is trying to post back-to-back shutouts here in the state football playoffs against Elkhorn South and Omaha Scott. Yikes! Cash that ticket, boys. Third down and ten now. Severs out of the shotgun again. Four wideouts. He'll roll to his left, the wide side. Rolling, rolling. Looking back, right. Nothing there now. Deep down the left sideline for Darrow. Picked off. It's intercepted by Danielson. And York has just cleared a place for their first ever state football championship trophy. Six and a half to go in the game. Up 24 to nothing. Yeah,
4: and that was, uh, they tried to run a wheel there. They ran an out, or two outs. They'd been running those all night, those corner routes. And then he busted it up the field. And the safety just caught the route, did a great job, let the route bleed into his lap like he should do. It was a really good job there by York's defense.
2: Second interception of the ball game for Ben Sievers. And we will be first and 10 at their own 33 as York can start to run clock like they've been doing and try to get this one over. Here on a beautiful Monday night at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. And Lewin, excuse me, they'll hand it to Odie. Odie, big hole off the left side, 40-45. Spins off of another tackle, 50. Cuts back 45. Now there's nowhere to go, but he's down at the 41-yard line. A gain of 26. And another first down for the Dukes.
4: Got a flag back here, Doug. Uh Uh-oh. That stinks. That was too good of a run. What a great run to have that have to come back.
2: Haven't had a hold call in the game on either team until right there. And so set them back to about the 25-yard line.
4: It'll be first down at 18. Yeah, that was a great run. Very patient out there. Our state football playoffs on
2: ESPN 1460-1550 and Platte River Radio's group of stations brought to you by Mary Landing Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Don't forget when we are all done, the New West postgame show. will give you a quick rundown of the stats and then say goodnight so we can get ready for tomorrow morning and a triple header
4: here on ESPN. Yes, and getting ready for tomorrow will um, involve eating. <laughs> tonight.
2: <laughs> Monday night. 21 17 Atlanta leading Seattle at halftime. Monday night football. And here, York just needing to take care of the ball, which they did not do on the last possession. They did fumble it at the nine, but no scoring drive put together for Scott. As they give it off from left to right here, Odie is going to bring it up to the 28 yard line. Just a gain of two.
4: You know, Doug, you say no scoring drive for Scott tonight. They have not threatened a score tonight. They literally have not threatened.
2: No, the only time that they had a legit crack was after the pooch punt in the final minute of the second quarter, and there was 30 yards of penalty that were tacked onto it. They had it at the 33-yard line and took a shot at the end zone and had it picked off by Jeb Lucas of York. It's not... Exciting in the fourth quarter of any of our games today. Very anticlimactic. And now we've got to delay a delay game call um, here on New York.
4: There, uh, Snodgrass was taking his glove off. He lined up in, at the quarterback spot um, in a ten personnel, one back, no tight end. So maybe he was going to throw it there, and he was taking his glove off, and it took too long.
2: <laughs> too much stuff. Too much stuff. State football championships brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Second down and 20 for the Dukes. They'll empty the backfield. Snodgrass, quarterback draw, and he's got room off the left side. 25, got to the 30, makes a man miss, breaks another tackle, 35-40, fumbles the football.
4: The ball's loose on the turf. It's going to be York. York.
2: York is able to fall back on it and Snodgrass is slow to get up he's very yeah he's hurt Oh yeah. he covered the football at the 47 yard line.
4: What a great run.
2: oh yeah from the 23 to that 24yard run and it looks like maybe a cramp. They're kind of working on that right leg and toe and Snodgrass will get up quickly. And be okay, Snodgrass. If all of that counts, is going to be over 220 yards on the ball game on the ground.
4: Yeah, he'll get all of it. So another first down, another hold. Oh yeah, penalty flag over here where we didn't see it, and where some of this starts happening. Okay, so none of it will count. Um, <laughs> wow. But what starts happening is those old linemen. Remember, I talked earlier. About how they were reach blocking and really running their feet, doing a nice job. They're getting tired here and they stop running their feet. Well, what happens there is they stop running their feet, but their uh, upper body goes with them. And that's it. They just flat start holding guys.
2: So it's going to be second down and 30 for York. And it looks like the Dukes are going to call a timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, serving you since 1994. Yorks just has five minutes to go to win their first state football championship. It's the Dukes 24. Skyhawks of omaha scut nothing. Do you have a passion for athletics? Well, after that hold behind the line of scrimmage, the ball is all the way back at the York 13-yard line. They got to go to the 43 for a first down.
4: Yeah, they've, on one of those runs, they had this thing in scut territory.
2: And West Camp is back in there as the quarterback here. He gives it to Odie off left side, tries to get to the outside. Archer will wrap him up as he crosses the 17,
4: 18, 19-yard line.
2: A gain of six. And a good tackle up there.
4: Well, the bad thing is the penalties really took you backwards, uh, but you've run a couple more minutes off the clock.
2: Omaha Scut is going to call the timeout here, their second timeout, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. With your score, York 24, and Omaha Scutt nothing. Just 4.54, though, remains in this football game, Larry. There's... I don't know if there would even be enough time. It's just so weird to even try to keep Scott into this football game. There are miracles, and we've seen them recently across the country with some of the video highlights. But third down and 24, call your final timeout and get the ball with
4: about four and a half to go. Yep, and then have to score three times.
2: And get the two-point conversion. I think York's got to like their chances. So on third and 24, at their own 19, West Camp lines up under center, pitches it to Odie's short side. Odie's got a gap, 25, 30, down the sideline, 40, 45, steps out of another one, 50, 40, 30. They will catch him, 20, and he's going to be shoved out of bounds inside the 20-yard line at the 17. My, oh, my, a 64-yard run from Simon Odie that is
4: the third 60-plus-yard run of the night for the York Dukes. On third and 24. On third and 24, you see a 60-yard run. Absolutely incredible.
2: And a lot of it, Larry, is down the sideline, down the, down the York sideline. We've seen a lot of them. That one goes from left to right. The first two went from right to left and just took it outside and done an outstanding job.
4: Yeah, that was unbelievable. Snodgrass is back in.
2: First down and 10 to go. Snodgrass wants to keep it himself. And there is another penalty flag as he comes forward to the 15-yard line.
4: I think this is boiling down to some linemen just flat being tired, Doug.
2: So what do you do, Bates?
4: Illegal shift. You just keep doing what you're doing because right now you have the ball and they don't. Yeah.
2: So first down and 15, move the ball back to the 22-yard line. It was 17-0 at at half. All of York's scoring coming in the second quarter. Garrett Snodgrass, two touchdown runs, a one-yarder and a 63-yarder in this game. He's rushed for 201 yards on 24 carries. Odie now 22 carries, 158 yards.
4: Yeah, no, York is just completely and totally in every facet of the game outclassed Omaha Scott Catholic tonight I mean they're over 400 yards of offense with Omaha Scott Catholic at 121 Doug
2: so after a little discussion here between the officials on something we will see first down for the York Dukes. Snodgrass will come out of a shotgun this time with his Backs flanking him right and left. A dead tee again. Starts to the left. Gets inside the 20. Dives to the
4: 18. He's going to get four.
2: It'll be second down at 11 after the penalty on first.
4: And Snodgrass over 200 tonight. Just a fabulous night. You know, an Audi with 156.
2: Pretty impressive tonight for these York Dukes. Lost the first game of the year to Elkhorn South haven't lost since and have been pretty darn impressive because when you consider it was 14-0 last week, they, I don't think, have had a game in doubt in the final five minutes since game one, and that wasn't in doubt. They had been thumped. Snodgrass follows his lead blocker up the middle, gets to the 14-yard line. It's going to be a gain of four, and it'll be third down at about seven.
4: I mean, York has just held the ball and held the ball. But Omaha's got Catholics. I mean, they've had the ball for 20 minutes tonight. They've run 49 plays. So it's not like they haven't had their opportunities, Doug.
2: Seven first downs doubled up by York. A couple of reasons York did you maybe think would have more. uh, The big plays. Mm -hmm. I mean, the big plays have led to scores. They haven't really chewed the field up. They've had big plays. Nodgrass on an inside handoff here, and it's going to be turned to the corner, to the 15, to the 10, and shoved out of bounds before the goal line. Brady Danielson. Danielson had a touchdown catch in the first half, and he came up just short of a touchdown run there. He'll step out at the 3. It'll be first down and goal after an 11-yard
4: gain. Yeah, that was great. They ran a little reverse off that same quarterback power play they've run all night. So everybody takes off with... uh, snodgrass running the quarterback power and they run the end around that was a really nice job
2: shoved out of bounds at the three first and goal whose number will coach snodgrass call archer the fullback eye back strong to the right they give it to od he's got the hole he stretches across the goal line touchdown New york
4: well if there were any doubt before it is gone two minutes 50 seconds left and the Dukes are going to try to make this 31 to nothing, Doug. It's an absolute no-doubter. doubt. Silver's going to have to be good enough for the Skyhawks again this year.
2: Odie, who had the 63-yard run earlier in the drive to set this up, rewarded with a touchdown here in the state championship. Almost 400 yards rushing here tonight for the York Dukes, our five-points bank touchdown. A three-yard run by Simon O'De, and now the extra point from Luther is on the way, and it is good. With 2.50 to go in the Class B State Championship, York 31, Omaha's got nothing. Family
1: Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas, ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River.
3: Did your crops lose their fertilizer to Mother Nature last spring? This year, you need to utilize InZone as your nitrogen management aid. Endzone will enhance your fertilizer's efficiency so your crops will utilize the nitrogen that you give them. To get Endzone added to your fertilizer, talk to your local fertilizer or chemical retailer. If they don't have Endzone Synergizer NutriPack, encourage them to visit with Nebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com or call 308-468-6206.
2: Well, Jory Luther has had the pleasure of being busy tonight. And he's got a poochie kick that's going to be taken at the 23-yard line. Bobbled actually all the way back to the 16 before they can start advancing it up the field. Got a seam 20-25 up to the 30 to the 31-yard line. The ball came loose, but it was caused by the ground on the fumble. And that was Tommy Legal. And it'll be first down and 10 here for Omaha Scott. One last chance here for the Skyhawks just to get on the board. And almost exactly like four years ago, except... Just changed the name of the team above the score because Scott beat York in the state final four years ago, 30 to nothing, and York's up tonight, 31 to nothing.
4: Boy, the difference is York beat themselves that night with all the turnovers. York just put it to Omaha Scott Catholic tonight.
2: Scott late getting a man on the field here. And rolling to the right, Seavers wants to throw under pressure, and he is going to be swallowed up. Bull rushing through there. Big number 78 again in Staferski. He's been back there two or three times, Larry.
4: Yeah, he's big, Doug. Tough to deal with. Actually runs pretty well. And now, you know, their York's, their D linemen are going to go get it. And they're going to play big, giant zone back there as this thing's going to be under two minutes next time Scott snaps it.
2: 31 nothing York here on KXPN, Carney KICS, Hastings, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Seavers stands in the shot again with that four-wide look. Archer, they're blocking back, looking for a wheel route for him out of the backfield. Seavers just can't throw the ball. He got hit. The ball popped in the air. One of his offensive linemen pick it up to the 25 to the 28-yard line. That time for Sam Heffron. Weird little developing play there, but Severs just held the ball a whole long, long time, and he got crunched. He will
4: get up and be okay, though. Yeah, he got blasted, Doug, and the ball just kind of squirted out. York's empty in the bench right now. I think that was Comature that came in there
2: and got him. If I read the number right, the clock continues to run him in at 20 to go. It'll be third down and 12. Seavers. Calling the cadence, steps back, looks left all the way, fires a bullet and is complete to Zeppelin. Zeppelin hit at the 40, but his forward progress will get him enough for a first down with a minute seven to go. So a nice pass play that time to Zeppelin.
4: Scott's hurrying up.
2: They want to get one on the board. Doesn't matter against who or how. Hate to see that goose Severs, Happy Feet. Now's going to have to take off and run up the middle of the football field, gets to the 45, tries to get to the outside and got to about the 46, a gain of 4. With 50 seconds to go, Scott has one timeout. They're not going to use it here. They just got Clint Snodgrass with the Gatorade bucket. As York, they are celebrating. With just 40 seconds to go, Seavers into the right flat. It is going to be caught by Darrow right at the first down marker at the York 48-yard line. And York would love to uh, finish it up with a shutout. That just shows how dominant the game was tonight.
4: Well, trust me when I tell you, the turkey will have never tasted so good at the Snodgrass home. What a great week for that family, able to watch his son do this tonight and grow up doing it together. I'm sure Garrett was on the sideline as a student manager when uh, they wanted it at Overton.
2: The second state title for Coach Nodgrass. Back to pass, Seavers. Looking down that right flat again, and it is caught at the 43-yard line. Short game that time. It'll be second down at about three. Stopping the clock with 30 seconds to go in the game. York 31. Omaha's got nothing. And it just tells you I don't, I don't know. Every program goes, is cyclical. Sometimes you never get there. But York, wow, from the ashes where they were just everybody's homecoming game. Rolling Seavers throws to the right. The ball is actually picked off but out of bounds. So yeah. 25 seconds to go, third down and three. But.
4: And I mean literally a team that probably was in, and I'm not kidding, four to six homecoming games a year, uh, just unbelievable.
2: We won't have to go back too far, I don't think, to start taking a look at what was going on at York back in around 2010 and 2011. York was 2-7 and seven back in 2011. That was actually, you know, that, that was the start of this era. Back to pass, Severs looking to go for it all. Wheel route down the left sideline, a lot of hand play, and they're going to throw a flag what for pass interference. Doing? well over the intended target right there on the coverage was Bryce Danielson trying to get it down the field to Jackson Gordon and that stops the clock with 18 seconds to go whatever <laughs> so another opportunity here for Omaha Scott to get
4: on the board doesn't that guy know that I haven't eaten since an <laughs> omelet at 6:30 or whatever this morning
2: gotta get bake some food 2010 york 0 and nine 49 7 31 nothing 33 12 74 18 52 14 45 6 56 7 49 20 51 nothing they weren't competitive and in seven years and sometimes that seems big but i'll tell you what if. In 2010, if somebody would have told you York was going to win a state football title this decade, they'd have ran you out of town. First and 10 at the 26. Seavers back to pass. Looking over the middle, he got crunched. The ball's in the air, and it will fall incomplete. He just got crunched from the backside that time by the York Dukes' Tom Irwin.
4: Yeah, and what I love about this is these are York's JVs now. It's the backups against Scuts uh starters and i mean they're still just bringing the heat
2: they want that shut out
4: scott probably is going
2: to get a chance to take three shots here with 14 seconds to go from the york 26 this is the deepest penetration of the ball game for scott they'll stay out of the shotgun and it looks like we have a new quarterback in And that new quarterback is Ryan McCormick. He'll throw down the left sideline to the two, and it is almost hauled in. But dropped, well, not even dropped. It would have been a heck of a circus catch. And again, they continue to look for Luke Lewandowski. Stops the clock with eight seconds to go.
4: Well, McCormick's just a junior. He's 6'2", 190. And in pregame warm-ups, Doug, this kid was dropping dimes. Really looked good. Well,
2: Seavers, the starting quarterback, is senior, so it looks like it'll be McCormick's team next year. He's trying to get him into the end zone of the final two plays here. Under some pressure, rolls right, gets tripped up, and this football game is over. The time expires on another great defensive play by the York Dukes, and yes, you can say it, York Duke football state champion.
4: Yeah, it's great to see because this starts with a dream. It starts with Glenn Snodgrass coming to town, begging the town and begging the kids to trust him. And here's a plan that I have, and here's where we can get to. It's awesome to see that come to fruition and convince the community we can compete with the Omaha schools. We can compete with Aurora. We can compete with McCook, and he gets it done. We will be back with the new Sports Medicine and
2: Orthopedic Surgery postgame show as we wrap things up with the Class B final and day one of the championships after this on ESPN.
0: Have you ever seen a rusty fish? Year-round grain marketing by a dedicated local team to help you achieve your grain marketing goals. That's how Aurora Cooperative puts owners' equity to work every day, especially during harvest with the our lights are on till yours are off policy. It means being ready to help anytime, being committed to facility upgrades to help speed up harvest, and being competitive with bids. During harvest, our lights are on till yours are off. At Aurora Cooperative, putting owners' equity to work for your farm, your cooperative, and your future. Three,
2: two, one. Okay. Snodgrass again trying to find some room and he turns the corner and there's nobody there. Garrett Snodgrass, 63 yards, touchdown Dukes. And that was the one that kind of sealed the deal with 4.51 to go in the third quarter. A 63-yard touchdown run by Garrett Snodgrass. Put York up 24 to nothing and then Odie hits one with 2.50 to go in the fourth for a final score of 31 to nothing, York over Omaha and This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Let's go ahead and take a look at the final stats of this football game. First off, for Omaha, Scut on the ground, Ben Seavers, 11 carries, 31 yards. Jake Archer, 10 carries, 31 yards. The back, Ben Zock, 9 carries for 28 yards. Overall, 31 rushing attempts from Omaha, Scott, for only 100 yards in the past game. Just never even looked like it was going to get on track tonight, and not because of quarterback Ben Seavers, Uh, They're just some of the routes and then the ones that they threw early in the ball game over the middle. No one was catching. He was 6 of 23 for 49 yards and two interceptions. So that's 149 yards of total offense today, resulting in nine first downs. Scott was 6 of 15 on third down, 0 of 2 on fourth down. They had two penalties for 10 yards in this contest. And uh, Darrow had three receptions for 26 yards for York. It was Garrett Snodgrass, 26 carries, 209 yards, two touchdowns. Simon Odie, 23 carries, 161 yards and a touchdown. Brady Danielson had the one carry for 11 yards. Overall, York ran the ball 51 times for 379 yards. They did not throw the ball one time in the second half. It was Nick Westcamp, 2 of 4 for 32 yards and a touchdown. Garrett Snodgrass, 1 of 1 for 7 yards, so 39 through the air, 379 on the ground, 418 total yards for the York Dukes today. They had 15 first downs. They were 5 of 10 on third down. They did have 7 penalties for 67 yards in this contest. York had 1 turnover on a fumble and 2 turnovers for Omaha Scutt on interceptions. Larry, that's a pretty dominant when you look at the numbers there.
4: Well, in every way, York dominated every facet of this game. One of the interesting things is, like, when this is done, you can kind of watch the body languages. Right now, Scut Catholic, like, they're disappointed, but they're mad. Their players, their coaches, Coach Turman was stomping around. Doug, I don't think they ever in one million years thought they were going to lose this game. Like, I think it was a deal where, and maybe they thought, well, it's York. But I don't know. They're angry right now, feeling like they somehow maybe let something slip away. And trust me when I tell you, if they play 10 times, York probably wins somewhere around 11.
2: Yeah, it was not close tonight defensively. Jake Archer had a good game for Scud. He had 11 tackles. Ryan Trout, 8. Jared Epperson and Sean Wells each had 7 leading the way for the York defense. Dylan Rader had 9 tackles tonight. Noah Staferski had 6 of them, 2 tackles for losses. Snodgrass had 5 tackles in the football game uh, for the game tonight and 3 pass breakups in the contest this evening, Larry, anything else statistically that you want to know about?
4: No, I just think, I mean, you can just see the complete and total domination.
2: Again, uh, the scoring wrap brought to you by our friends at Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. No scoring in the first quarter, kind of what we expected. Great defense. Both teams punted twice, but on the first possession of the second quarter, a 60-yard run by Garrett Snodgrass set up a 36-yard field goal by Jory Luther to make it three nothing with ten oh three to go. Then after forcing a seven yard punt, or not really forcing it, but it was a seven yard punt for Omaha scutt that gave a short field to the Dukes. And a thirty six yard drive was finished off by a Garrett Snodgrass quarterback sneak. to go second quarter, made it 10 to nothing, and then they got the ball back one more time and go 26 yards from West Camp to Danielson. 38 seconds to go in the half, 17 to nothing. That would be your score at halftime. As you heard, Snodgrass took it in from 63 yards out to complete a 79-yard drive with 4.51 to go in the third quarter. The kick made it 24 to nothing, and the final score... Came with 2.50 to go in the game. Simon Odia a three-yard run after he set that up with a 63-yard run. The kick was good. Uh, Danielson had an interception. Jake Archer had a fumble recovery in the fourth quarter. And the final score, York 31, omaha got nothing. That's your scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. So, Larry, I guess putting a wrap on the day, none of the games were close in the fourth quarter. We saw... A different way each one of them played out uh and we saw some dominating performances tonight but you saw three really good football teams come in today and just didn't play probably like they thought they were going to play and you bring home a state championships for east butler brooding davenport shickley and now york and uh kind of all in the same little uh third of the section of the state
4: yeah it's okay they do have football outside of uh, northeast nebraska and <laughs> omaha i promise uh The story of this day clearly is the York Dukes, uh, not because we have kind of a local connection to Glenn Snodgrass at all, but solely because, Doug, every coach shows up at at, at his new job, and every coach is selling the community, selling uh, the, the kids in the school on, if you do A, B, and C, I'll get you there. A lot of kids in a lot of communities don't buy in. Mom and dad want to say what should happen. Mom and dad want to uh, uh, control things. Uh, Maybe the kids have the wrong culture. This is proof that if you'll just do what you're told, dreams can come true. He went to that place. He laid out a plan and said, here's where we'll be if you do this. And they're getting ready to get a yellow medal and a big giant trophy. And it will be there forever.
2: Well, congratulations to our buddy Glenn Snodgrass, a winner at eight man, a winner at eleven man, and one of the hottest coaches in the state of Nebraska. We will have a triple header for you tomorrow here on ESPN radio, starting with our ten AM pregame, ten fifteen kickoff in C one, Boone Central Man Grove against number one Norfolk Catholic, then at two forty five UTAN and Centennial in C two. And tomorrow night on Classic Hits 98-9 on ESPN with a pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7.15. Undefeated Carney High against the last team to beat them, Omaha North, which was in last year's state quarterfinals. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Congratulations to the three winners today, and the final score again, York 31, Omaha's got nothing. For our producer-engineer Jeff Ekstrom and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. Good night, everyone. We'll see you back here at Memorial Stadium Tuesday morning. The proceeding has been a
3: KXPN Sports production, brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at ESPNSuperstation.com.
4: Because he's in every Tuesday with us. We'll talk animals with Ron McGill at noon Eastern. That's Tuesday on the Dan Levitard Show with Me. to Gods on ESPN Radio.
5: College basketball has an exciting new tournament. Oh, oh, the inaugural PK-80. Featuring 16 top-tier teams, including Duke, Gonzaga, Michigan State, and North Carolina. That's the definition of hot. To celebrate the 80th birthday of an icon, Nike co-founder Phil Knight. Phil Knight, the most important
2: man in the history of all sports.
5: The PK-80, presented by State Farm. Thursday at 2.30 Eastern on ESPN.
2: Nickel Package
1: Podcast.
0: If I'm Washington, I understand it has been an ugly road to find that middle ground with Kirk Cousins. I don't know that we'll ever turn this corner entirely, but if you are not a Kirk Cousins deserves his money believer yet, he has played really remarkable football. What more is it going to take from this player to earn that cash?
1: The Nickel Package Podcast. Subscribe now on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts.
3: The Dan Levatar Show podcast. Stugatz was arguing with the commercial. It was an ESPN
4: app, and he was arguing with the commercial saying, you don't love sports more than I do. You don't, ESPN app. If you love the app so much, why don't you marry it? That's (laughs) what actually happened during the break. Stugatz argued with a commercial. I did. Do you want more from the Dan Levatar Show? Download the podcast right now on iTunes or on the ESPN app. The NBA's best are on
0: ESPN. The
3: greatest show in sports keeps getting renewed.
0: In a league loaded with superstars and super teams. And denied at the apex by Durant. Every matchup is...